UltimateSportsTalk.com now presents Mount St. Joseph University College Football. We're minutes away from today's kickoff, and it's time for the Ultimate Sports Talk Mount St. Joseph pregame show. A comprehensive look at this Lions football game and a chat with Coach Tyler Hopperton. And now, the Ultimate Sports Talk Mount St. Joseph pregame show. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to Phil Brown Field over in Terre Haute, Indiana. I'm Dave Mitchell. Glad to have you along this afternoon on UltimateSportsTalk.com as we bring you college football action. And today, the Mount St. Joseph Lions are on the road with their record of 3-2 and two overall, 2-1 two and one in conference play, taking on the first place Rose Hallman Fighting Engineers. They are 4-1 and one overall and 3-0 and oh in first place of the Heartland Conference, tied with Franklin. So, for all intents and purposes, this afternoon, this is a battle for Mount St. Joseph to stay in the Heartland Conference championship races. They've got Franklin coming up in just a couple of weeks as the season rounds down. Well, you can tell this is an important ball game for Rose Hallman because it is homecoming here, and it is alumni day. You talk about hundreds of people on the campus. It was hard to get a parking space here this afternoon, but nonetheless... We did, and we are here to bring you this ball game this afternoon on the road from Terre Haute. And it is, like I said, homecoming for Rose Holman, and there are a lot of people here this afternoon. Last year, the Lions won this meeting at home by 18 points, so that's why the engineers probably made this homecoming, because they want revenge against the Lions in this year's game. The Lions, well, they're coming off their first home game victory of the season last week when... They won the ball game, and it was a total team effort as the Lions went on deep onto their bench. The bad news, though, they did that because of the injury to Nuke Presswood. Well, Presswood is out today, and Presswood is also out for the rest of the year with that knee injury, and they will ascertain what it's going to take to get him back onto the field later on this week, next season. So Presswood is out for the year. That means that three-headed rushing attack of Hastings, Hawkins, and Williamson is probably going to be prevalent here this afternoon. Presswood, he leads the team with 379 yards in rushing offense, and he had three touchdowns, but as I said, he is out this afternoon. The other injury is Colby Webb, and Colby Webb is going to play today. He's sort of game by game with that groin injury. There's nothing more that he can do to re-injure it. The fact of the matter is he's just got to gut through it, and Last week, he did in the second half. They, they kind of took it easy on him in the first half, but in the second half, they brought him into play. And of course, you've got to keep an eye, and the opposing teams have to really look for him and key on him, trying to figure out where he is so they know where to go the opposite direction when Colby Webb is on the field. Tomlin, Jayton Tomlin, well, he leads the offense with almost 1,200 yards passing, 1,176. He separated his left shoulder. It popped out of the joint last week, but they put it right back in. He only missed three plays and came back out onto the field and then had probably his best passing day of the season. He's got 16 touchdown passes heading into this one. Tyler Hanna, he did his best Deion Sanders imitation last week. He's got a team-high four interceptions, but he had an interception last week and caught a touchdown pass. And Peyton Williams leads the Lions with 33 tackles from his defensive tackle position this year. Rose Hallman, well, they've won seven straight conference games since losing to the Lions last year. They're celebrating today their 125th anniversary of football here at the university. And you compare that to the 
28 seasons that the Lions have had. You can see the difference in the football history between these two schools. The Fighting Engineers, well, they are led by quarterback Andrew Dion, but he is not going to play today. The starter today is going to be Parker Lapin. Lapin out of San Diego, California, a junior, 5'11", 175 pounds, is slated to be the starter today. Dion had an injury in last week's ball game, so he is probably not going to be available today. Matter of fact, I don't even see him down warming up prior to this ball game. He came into the contest with 901 passing yards, but as I said, it will be Lapin as the starter here this afternoon. Mount St. Joe, they lead this series 10-5 overall, and they are 6-5 in Heartland Conference play against Rose Holman throughout the years. The Lions have won the last three meetings, with Rose Holman last winning by a 34 to nothing count in 2013. The two coaches for Rose Holman, it's Jeff Sokol in his seventh year, 44 wins against 22 defeats. And for Mount St. Joseph, it's Tyler Hopperton. He's got a career record of 3-2, and two, this being his first year. Last year, as these teams got underway, the Lions won it 45-27 to 27 on October 8th of last year. And the Lions had a balanced attack in that game, beating the Engineers at home. Tomlin finished 17 of 26 passing for 252 yards, three touchdowns. Corey Hastings rushed for 69 yards in the game and had three scores, and that moved the Lions last year to 2-3 and three overall with that victory. There is a lot going on in college football action today, not only around the nation, but in the Heartland Conference. We'll take a look at that. Talk with offensive coordinator Caleb Correll. We'll talk with him and Tyler Hopperton. We'll do all that when our pregame show continues right after this timeout. A dental sealant is a thin coating that's painted on teeth. It's a quick, easy, and painless way to help prevent cavities in children. Sealants prevent the most cavities when applied soon after permanent molars come in. That's about age 6 for first molars and age 12 for second molars. Sealants can protect against cavities for up to 9 years. They can be applied in dental offices or using portable dental equipment in community settings like schools. Although the number of children in the U.S. with sealants has increased over time, low-income children are 20% less likely to have sealants and twice as likely to have untreated cavities than higher-income children. Untreated cavities can cause pain, infection, and problems eating, speaking, and learning. Applying sealants in schools for low-income children could save millions in dental treatment costs. To learn more, visit cdc.gov slash vital signs. Dave Mitchell back at Phil Brown Field here in Terre Haute, Indiana. Glad to have you along this afternoon. I'll be doing the game solo here today. Blake Watson is at home feeling under the weather. Hope he's getting better. But I'll be bringing you all the action this afternoon on UltimateSportsTalk.com. There's a lot of college football action going on today around the top 25 in Division One. It all got started on Thursday night when North Carolina State upset number 17 Louisville 39-25. to Now today in games that are going to happen around the area, Maryland is at number 10 Ohio State at the shoe. That'll be at 4 o'clock. Missouri plays at Kentucky tonight. That's at 7.30. And at 8 o'clock tonight, Cincinnati is going to be entertaining number 25 Central Florida. Games that got underway at noon, but we don't have a score on them yet. Number two, Clemson is hosting Wake Forest. Iowa State is at number three, Oklahoma. Old Miss will be at number 12, Auburn. It's number four, Penn State at Northwestern. Georgia is going to Vanderbilt, and Georgia's ranked fifth in the country this week. 
Then we skip to the 3.30 games today. Number 21, Notre Dame is at North Carolina. West Virginia goes to number 8, TCU. That should be a defensive struggle. Oregon State will be at number 14, USC. That's going to kick off at 4 o'clock this afternoon. At 7 o'clock tonight, number 1, Alabama is at Texas A&M. That's going to be the ESPN game. Number 16, Virginia Tech will be at Boston College. Michigan State plays at number 7, Michigan. And remember the last time the Spartans went to the big house, and that was the infamous punt where Michigan ended up losing the ball game in the last five seconds when they were just trying to punt the ball away. At 8 o'clock tonight on ABC, it's number 9, Wisconsin, going to Nebraska. Number 11, Washington State is at Oregon. And number 13, Miami, will play at Florida State. Today in the Heartland Conference, well, I should say last week in the Heartland Conference, let's take a look at the scores from last week. Franklin defeated Manchester 69-19. to Now, Franklin right now is tied for first place with Rose Hallman at 3-0 in the conference. But Franklin has scored 128 points in the past two weeks. They have really got their offense humming. Defiance defeated Earlham 34-14 last week. It was Rose Hallman over Anderson, 48-23 heading into this one. And Mount St. Joe's, we said, beat Hanover 35-20. Bluffton was off last week. So, when you take those scores into consideration, here's what the standings look like. We've already told you what first place is. That's Rose Hallman and Franklin tied at a 3-0 and record. Now, Rose Holman's got the better overall mark at 4-1, but Franklin is at 3-2. and Then comes Mount St. Joseph. They are 2-1 and in the conference, 3-2 and overall. Bluffton is at 1-1. One and one. Anderson and Defiance, along with Hanover, each 1-2. and two. And Manchester and Earlham have records of 0-2 in conference play. As a matter of fact, Earlham hasn't won a game so far this season. So that means in the conference today, all 1.30 starts except for this one, which is kicking off at 2 o'clock. So game's underway right now. Franklin is at Earlham. Manchester plays at Defiance. And Anderson will be at Bluffton. Today with the honors getting off, Hanover is off today. The offense last week for the Mount St. Joseph Lions started clicking. Chayton Tomlin, boy, did he look good last week after he came back from that separated shoulder. But he came back and played extremely well for the Lions. And first-year offensive coordinator Caleb Carrill, well, we had the opportunity to sit down and talk to him earlier this week about just how the offense is moving the football for the Lions. Caleb, before this afternoon's ballgame, let's talk a little bit about the offense. How do you feel that it's evolved throughout the year coming into this game? Well, it's interesting because I think each week we add uh, a certain wrinkle to our game, and I think that the kids are starting to understand what we're expecting of them. Uh, So, you know, the passing game, we obviously have a, a vertical attack. We're really harping on trying to get better in the quick game, trying to get better in the intermediate game. Uh, we have a good, strong rushing attack, and um, you know we've had to change it up a little bit. But it's nice to see uh, different kids step up. We've had guys that nobody had on their radar who played well last week. Um, and you know that's kind of what we expect as we go through the year, to see certain kids um, grow and improve and then add um, you know, new um, phases to our offense. And you saw that with Cooper Earls at receiver, with Mike Williamson at running back. Um, and you know, you're seeing, you know, Grayson, who we've seen before, but just have an explosive game. So it's just having different guys, I think, is, you know, the the best part of our growth this year, definitely. Do you have an embarrassment of riches at the running back position? We got a lot of guys, and I think it's it's neat to to have a stable like that. You see, it's kind of the the 
the way football's going is to have multiple guys. Obviously, you know, mm-hmm. Nuke is is special in his own right, but I believe, you know, with with the next you know three or four guys that um, they all give us something unique in their own right. And you know, they by committee we still were over 100 yards rushing, and I think they can catch the football out of the backfield. You see Hastings, who's really good at doing that. You know, Mike Tucker, who's a wide receiver by trade allows us to do that. And I think, you know, Pearson and Williamson give us, um, you know, the running ability and catching ability. How about Tomlin? I got to ask you about him. I thought that he played his best game of the year last week. Absolutely. Without a doubt. And, you know, we put a lot of pressure on the quarterback and I expect a lot of things from him. So, you know, when you see below 50% passing thing, you know, games, it's, you always want to blame the quarterback, but you're also, you know, you're dealing with, uh, you know, some young guys on the offensive line, some young guys at receiver and, um, just in general, we're putting a lot on him, but to see him go above 50%, um, you know, his scrambling ability and creating is, is unreal. And that's not, that's not any coaching. That's just his special ability to do things like that. But I was very proud of him because he takes, you know, he's a, he's a tough kid. He takes mm-hmm. shots and, um, that's a game of football. But, you know, with his frame, you always are worried about that. And, you know, you saw him kind of get dinged up early and then come back and, like you said, probably play his best game of the year. And I thought he was, you know, he was hitting on all cylinders. He was hitting the quick game. He's hitting the deep game and he's really buying into the leadership. And, and, you know, we're impressed with him. We're happy that we have him. And I like, having a kid that you can kind of just call a play and know that, you know, he's going to you know be able to get us in the right checks. And, you know, there's some growing pains as always, but when we ask our quarterbacks to do that much, that's what's going to happen. And you just teach him through it. But he's a, he's, he makes our offense pretty good. So I'm glad we have him for sure. And it all starts up front. Yes. Our offensive line has been doing a great job. And I think that, you know, obviously the interior, um, Soboda, uh, Tepe, uh, Murphy, and Mike Mullen do a great job. We knew those those guys were going to be very solid. They're smart. Um, on the edges is the toughest part, and what we're asking, you know, two essentially new guys to do, and they are they're really working hard. Um, they're improving every week, which is what we want to see. Um, and they take um, they take it upon themselves. It's definitely a pride that they have to keep Chayton upright, uh, which is awesome to see as as a group. But you know, offensive line wise, I mean, we've We've had a couple games over, you know, 250 yards rushing, which, um, you know, it's kind of been a while since we've seen that, which is, you know, it's awesome to see. But just their, you know, leadership-wise, the offensive line is really what leads us because they're just so consistent. And, and they may, you know, get beat on a play, but they're not up and down mentally. Mm-hmm. They they just come over, they get it fixed, and they go right back out. So that's what you want to see from those guys, just consistency. They're very tough. Uh, they're very committed. Um, and, and, and they're definitely the, the leaders of the offense as a unit, which is really cool to see. Good luck today. Thank you very much. Big game here this afternoon for the Mount St. Joseph Lions. I think that's a little bit of an understatement. We'll talk about that and more with head coach Tyler Hopperton when our pregame show continues after this. The Major League Baseball playoffs are right around the corner. The Cleveland Indians are attempting to go one step further than last year while the Cincinnati Reds work to get where the Indians are. I'm Dave Mitchell. Join Mark Donahue and I every Monday night at 9 o'clock for the Ohio Baseball Weekly Show on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Mark and I will discuss both teams and the stories around the games. Join us Monday nights at 9 p.m. for the Ohio Baseball Weekly Show or anytime on iTunes or archived on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Dave Mitchell back here at Phil Brown Field in Terre Haute, Indiana, the home of the Rose Holman Fighting Engineers who are taking on the Mount St. Joseph Lions, and they are celebrating their 125th year of football here this afternoon. So that's some of the 
festivities that you hear going on in the background. The Fighting Engineers are 4-1 and entering this afternoon's game, and they are 3-0 and in conference play, tied for first. Last year they were 8-3. and They finished 7-1 and in the Heartland Conference. This year they are 2-1 and here at home, and they are 2-0 and on the road. Last week they won over Anderson, 48 48- to 23, and that gave their head coach Jeff Sokol in his seventh year a career record of 44 wins against 22 defeats. Rose got the conference bid a year ago to the playoffs, losing in the first game to North Central from Illinois, 41 to 7. It was their first playoff appearance for the Engineers. Sokol has helped Rose Holman finish 8 and 2 in the last two regular season regular seasons for the best football record since 1988. Rose now has won three straight since losing to Millican College 28-26 on September 9th, week two of the season. The Engineers have had three players named to the D3Football.com National Team of the Week this season. Kalen Garner from Illinois College, John Kirby at Hanover, and Mike Riley against Defiance were honored after wins by the Engineers this season. The offensive line has really been their stalwart this year. They've helped Rose Holman earn a plus-18 margin in sack differentials so far this season. So that's going to be one of the goals today for Mount St. Joseph. Can they get to the quarterback, and who is going to be the quarterback? They've allowed just seven sacks this year, Rose Holman have, but they have recorded 25 sacks defensively. Their stat leader, well, it's quarterback Andrew Dion with 901 passing yards, but like I told you, he was not out warming up earlier today, and he is not expected to start today for whatever reason. And their expected starter today is going to be number five, Parker Lapin. He's a 5'11 junior, 175 pounds out of San Diego, California. And let me tell you, you have really got to be want to be an engineer to come to the western part of Indiana to study engineering if you live in San Diego, California. You've really got to want it. Some of the other things that are going on offensively, Garrett White, he's been an offensive stalwart. 382 rushing yards this season. Zach Murphy's got 422 yards receiving. Ray Burtnick has has got eight touchdowns receiving. Mike Riley defensively, 12 sacks. John Kirby defensively, 39 tackles and two interceptions. And the big game for them after this one, well, they're going to play here in two weeks against Franklin on October 21st. But next week, they will be at... Manchester. Rose Holman comes in averaging 36.5 points per game, and they give up just 25 points per ball game. Their best was 14 this year, giving up against Defiance on September the 23rd. Well, last week, the Mount St. Joseph Lions came away with a 35-20 to win over Hanover. In that game, Grayson Roberts, boy, was he outstanding. Three catches in the first half, and he ended up with three touchdown catches in the first half also. Tyler Hanna, He had three tackles and an interception in the game, and he also helped out the Lions offensively with a touchdown of his own. And the defense forced four turnovers in the win. And we talked with head coach Ty Hopperton about that victory last week and this afternoon's ball game. Hop, before this afternoon's game, how big a game is this? I know that may be an understatement, but this is a really big football game today. Yeah, I mean... As, as you know, you know each week I, I have to give you my normal coach speak stuff. You know, where every week's a big week, and each, you know one game at a time and one play at a time. But I think we'd all be lying. I mean, 
you know, ultimately, Rose Holman's the 2016 HEAC champion. You know, I mean, so this is the the reigning conference champion. You know, the only team from our conference last year to make the NCAA playoffs, and so it's a big game. You know, uh, playing the former champion, and you know, a team that we've had some success against the last couple years. But you know, they're um, a really well coached team with a lot of talent, and you know, they're. They um, have a lot of discipline. Um, you know, they rarely beat themselves. You know, they're a very sound football team. And um, so it's definitely a, a big game, you know, for our entire program today. Let me go backwards and talk about last week's game. You really had to do some shifting around of positions and players and brought in some new players because of the injuries that you've got, especially to Nuke Presswood. Talk about the three-headed running back situation that you ended up with in, in last week's game. Yeah, I mean, and, and some of that is obviously trying to find, you know, maybe who's going to kind of take the lead mm-hmm. on kind of the, the starting running back position. Another is, you know, we got a lot of running backs that are practicing well and that had good off seasons, you know, and that can do, uh, they're all a little different as well. So they, you know, they all can do some different things, you know, some block a little better, some run a little better, some catch a little better. And then some, it kind of depends on, you know, how the wind's blowing or how the sun's shining <laughs> or whatever, you know, but ultimately we got a lot of hardworking kids at that position. So we're trying our best to, to give them all, you know, pretty equal chances, but also, you know, from a coaching standpoint, you know, trying to find the right niche for everybody. You know, if we, if we can get somebody, um, you know, in the game that can do maybe one thing better than the other guy, then we're going to try if we if we can, uh, you know, if we can do that. Tyler Hanna last week did something that was kind of unique, an interception and a touchdown pass that he had. You gave him his Deion Sanders audition. How did he pass? Yeah, so Hanna's, you know, one of our, um, you know, probably generically the most athletic kid on our team, you know, and, and he, he has, you know, struggled a little bit this year in terms of he's had some injuries and so, you know, some of his consistency on defense is, you know, been a little questionable at times. And, you know, I, I, I pick on him quite a bit because of what he's capable of. You know, being the most athletic kid on the team is, is a blessing and a curse, believe me, because I'm always <laughs> looking to him for that. But, you know, I think, you know, with some of the injuries on offense and, and kind of with him kind of falling in the wall a little bit, I think, you know, is allows a spark for the offense and for and for Hannah. You know, and so he's definitely somebody that's capable of that. And, and with his speed, um, you know, it's somebody that you know we thought, hey, he can get in there. And I think he was one for one. So uh, you know, those percentages don't lie, um, and he'll he'll let you know about it. You know, but um, it definitely was cool to, to to see him. Obviously, you know, he's. Um, you know, leads our team with four interceptions, and um, and you know, so putting his athleticism to use, you know, on offense, and um, even just a little bit, just to kind of mix it up. You know, it was it was fun to watch. I've got to also mention Roberts and the job that he did, especially in the first half with three touchdown catches. Yeah, another guy with consistency. You know, that's a, a term that you, you and I have talked about over the last couple of weeks, and something that we've tried to address through camp and, and everything is consistency. You know, and consistency in practice, and consistency. You know, each each rep. You know, in the games, and Grayson's you know was somebody who who seems like he's turning a corner a little bit, and and to see that we all know you know what he's capable of. He you know him and Hannah both will tell you they're the fastest on the team. You know, we got a couple <laughs> guys that that argue about that, but he definitely is fast, and for his size, you know, he can put that to good use. So it was good to see him have that success and and see that his you know um, that you know him changing the way he practiced has helped you know his performance in the game. In my mind, this team is improving every week. How do you feel about it? <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I mean, ultimately, I got to look back. You know, we we've won two games in a row, so it's hard to be too critical. But at the same time, I guess that's my job. You know, if somebody needs to be critical about this program, it's me. And we definitely are progressing, but maybe not to what I feel like our potential is. You know, mm-hmm. and, and that's what we keep measuring the guys to. You know, I'm not, we're not measuring them to wins and losses. Uh, we're not measuring them to other people in our conference. We're measuring them to our own potential. You know, which is really only fair, regardless if you feel like you're really good or you're really bad. Really, the only fair way to evaluate your team is to compared to what you're capable of and um you know ultimately we, we haven't met that you know we're still not playing to what our potential is so that's what we've been striving to work for is this a good test for the team against rose oh absolutely uh, you know on the road against the reigning hcac champion is is definitely a challenge one that um obviously you know kind of puts a little pressure on you but at the same time is is ultimately the reason why we're all all here and other than scoring more points what do you see the key to this ball game being yeah, I think it's, you know, uh, you know, controlling the ball a little bit, you know, making sure time of possession is good. You know, Rose has a really good offense in the past. Um, you know, and, and, uh, you know, I'm old school. So being able to run the ball, you know, they, they have a real good pass rush and, uh, and everything. But like I said, kind of, um, keeping the ball, running the clock a little bit and, and, you know, giving their, um, you know, prolific offense, if you will, a little less opportunities. One final question. I know during the year you've talked a little bit about how this team can go into lulls. Can you spot it when you, can you see it when it's coming? And is there anything that you can do to even try to stop it? I, I definitely can, I definitely can feel it. Uh, we're still working on the stopping it part, you know, but I think a lot of that is, is, you know, obviously with coaching transitions and, and what we've been talking about in a cultural shift, you know, and, and really kind of holding these guys to a different standard than we have the last couple of years. Um, you know, I think that causes some of that too. Even even positive growth can can cause some of those mm-hmm. setbacks. You know, and so um, yeah, we definitely can feel it coming. But I our, our guys are still bought in that you know the changes are necessary changes. So um, usually, what we've been doing a better job the last couple of weeks is fighting back against those. You know, and so yeah, it comes and that'll happen. I mean, it happens at all levels against the best mm-hmm. teams. And um, you know. The, as I say every week, the other team practices too, you know. So, I mean, they're, they're going to do things to get you and stop you and score on you and all that kind of stuff. I mean, that's a college football team that we play this weekend, you know, just like us. So, um, but getting guys just to stay focused and take it down by down. And, and yeah, you know, we can kind of feel it coming, but we're doing a better job of being able to, whether something good or bad happens to play before, of adjusting and, and taking on the next snap, you know, regardless of what just happened. Yeah, the last couple of weeks, the lulls have kind of been spread out a little better than they have been. Good luck today, Hop. Thank you. Appreciate it. Tyler Hopperton before this afternoon's ball game. Mount St. Joseph comes in averaging 33 points a game with a high of 38 against Capital in the opening series season game, and they're giving up just 25.6. It is Mount St. Joseph on the road taking on Rose Holman. I'm Dave Mitchell. The kickoff is next on UltimateSportsTalk.com. You've been listening to the Ultimate Sports Talk Mount St. Joseph pregame show. A look at today's game, the thoughts from head coach Tyler Hopperton, and insight about the way to victory. Mount St. Joseph football is next on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Life can be taken from you at any moment. Two years ago, a brain aneurysm took my father's. I'm Natalie Necro, founder of the Joe Necro Foundation, committed to the awareness and funding for aneurysm research and treatment. Aneurysms, like the one that killed my father, are treatable. Help us find and fund the research needed to detect these sudden killers. Learn all you can at joenecrofoundation.org. Knuckling up for aneurysm research.
The following is a special sports presentation of UltimateSportsTalk.com. All right, it's game day. You only got one job to do. That's win. That means you stay focused for four quarters. Know your assignments and finish on every play. Don't be looking for shortcuts and don't even think about making excuses. Because if you want the W, you're going to have to earn it. UltimateSportsTalk.com now presents Mount St. Joseph Lions College Football. This game is being brought to you by The Wishbone on Del High. Casa de Sassi in Apple Creek. Call 330-830-9760. The Inner Blessings Christian Bookstore at 4002 Harrison Avenue in Cincinnati. Murphy's Promotions. Call 330-464-1970. The Mount St. Joseph University. And by JTAP Sports Bar at 6441 Glenway Avenue. Mount St. Joseph University football is a presentation of UltimateSportsTalk.com. Now let's go to the stadium for today's game. You cannot ask for a better day for a college football game here in Terre Haute, Indiana. Good afternoon, everyone. I'm Dave Mitchell. Glad to have you along this afternoon on UltimateSportsTalk.com as we bring you Mount St. Joseph University College football. And today, it is promising to be a good one. On paper, it looks like it will probably be one of the best games of the season, but they don't play them on paper. They play them on this grass field here this afternoon at Phil Brown Field at Rose Holman, where the fighting engineers at 4-1 and one on on the season, 3-0 and in conference play will take on the Mount St. Joseph Lions, who are on the road with a record of 3-2, and 2-1 and in Heartland Conference play. And this one is a very big one for the Lions as they want to pull, pull this thing out and put themselves right back in the driver's seat for a Heartland Conference championship. I'm flying solo this afternoon. Blake Watson out for today. He's feeling a little bit under the weather, so we hope he's feeling better back in Cincinnati. But we'll bring you this one here from Terre Haute as the Lions get set to take on the Rose Holman Fighting Engineers. And they are celebrating their 125th year of football here at the university. Mount St. Joseph won the toss, and they have deferred to the second half. So getting the football to start this afternoon's ball game will be Rose Holman, and we'll see who is just going to start at quarterback for them this afternoon. That has been the question mark here today. Will it be their usual starter, or will it be the backup, who is Parker Lapin? They normally go with Andrew Dion a freshman out of Woodland Hills, California. But today, we're being told it will be Parker Lapin starting a quarterback, and that will be answered here in the next couple of minutes. This is a beautiful field here at Rose Holman. Grass field, but boy, is it well manicured, well taken care of. Wind blowing out of the west. And we'll see what happens on this one. As putting it on the tee is Jerry Porter. Mount St. Joseph in their road, all white uniforms with white helmets and dark maroon numerals. And it's maroon tops for Rose Holman with white bottoms and 
the White Helmets. And Porter, going from right to left across your computer screen, kicks it off, and it'll be taken in by White. And White, who is carrying it out across the 20 to the 25, out to the 30, where he is ganged up and brought down immediately after being hit by Cameron Hill of Mount St. Joseph. So... The fighting engineers will start out this one on offense here in the beginning of the ball game at their own 31-yard line, and it will be Dion starting at quarterback. So they dink this. Dion will be the starter at quarterback this afternoon. As we said, he is the freshman, 6'2", 190, and he hands it off right up the middle to White. White cuts it off to the left-hand side, off left tackle across the 35, and he'll be knocked down at the 37-yard line after a gain of seven on the first down carry, and it brings up second down and three. And Rose Holman going with a hurry-up offense here to start this one out. Dion, the quarterback, and he'll run it on the jet. Gives it off to the man in motion, Michael Iacona, who's the tight end. And Kai Iacona takes it out across the 40, out to the 44-yard line for a first down after a gain of seven. So immediately, Rose Holman moving the football here this afternoon. And they go up to the hurry-up. Dion out of the pistol. He's got White to the left of him. Ball in the far hash mark. Fake handoff. Now Dion's going to throw the ball up the field, and it is going to be caught by one of the upbacks. That is White. White's going to take it to the 20, to the 15-10-5. Touchdown. Boy, a defensive mix-up in the backfield by Mount St. Joseph. And White caught it at about the 40 and takes it in for a 56-yard score. And with 56 seconds gone in this first quarter, it is now all of a sudden Rose Hallman leading it 6 to nothing. Well, if Dion's hurt, he didn't show it there from the quarterback position. And White came out and just ended up catching it in the flat and running it in from 56 yards out for the TD. In to attempt the extra point is Matt Murray. And Murray puts it up and through the uprights. So your score with 14.04 left to go in this first quarter of play. It's the Engineers 7 and Mount St. Joseph nothing. After years in the same location, the Wishbone Tavern is moving. Join them on September 23rd for their grand opening as they move just yards behind their current location on Delhi Avenue in the Delhi Plaza. But only the location will change. The Wishbone Tavern will still serve the best wings and burgers in town and offer a relaxed and family-style atmosphere. With a menu full of fresh ingredients, hand-breaded appetizers, and great wings, your mouth will water from the time you walk through the door. The Wishbone Tavern is a part of the community, providing fundraisers and sponsoring local teams like Mount St. Joseph Football. The Wishbone Tavern, open every day at 11, and don't forget their grand opening September 23rd. Well, officially they will say that is a 57-yard completion from Dion to White for the score, but it still goes up on the scoreboard as seven points. It's seven to nothing. The engineers on top of it. And let's see what Mont St. Joseph here can do as they get the football to, for the first time this afternoon. Going from right to left across your computer screen, and Murray's going to be kicking into a stiff wind coming out of the east. Blinds back set to return and it's going to be a short kick and it'll be taken in by Hawkins. Hawkins has got it at the 10. Check out that Speakman. Speakman cuts to the near side to the 20 and he'll be taken down at the 23 yard line. Colson Carmel from Upper Arlington, Ohio, a junior, making the tackle on Speakman. And Mount St. Joe will start it out first and 10 at their own 23-yard line, and it'll be Chayton Tomlin 
with 1,176 yards in passing offense this year, 16 touchdowns. Starting out the sophomore, 5'10", 165 pounds. And now, as we look out there, Mount St. Joseph is making a switch at quarterback. It is not Tomlin. It is Tibb. Tomlin's down on the sideline. I'm not sure if he lost something or something, but it's Tibb that's going to be starting out at quarterback. Tibb drops back. He's going to throw the ball into the flat, complete the glines for about a four-yard gain. Tibb got hit right away after passing the ball, and it takes it out across the 25 to the 26-yard line. Gain of three on the reception, two glines, and it's second down seven. So for whatever reason, Tomlin is standing on the sideline, and Tibb is in the ball game at quarterback, making his first start of the season. Tibb, a lot of movement on the line, and looks like Mount St. Joseph jumped off that left side of the line. Tibbs just making the start here this afternoon. Number 18, Braden Tibb. He is a sophomore, 6'1", 215 pounds out of Bedford, Indiana. So the five-yard penalty will move Mount St. Joseph back to their own 21 and bring up second down, 12 yards to go. Tid out of the pistol. He's got Williamson behind him in the backfield starting at the running back position this afternoon. Tid's going to run out to the left, roll out, looking upfield, and he's going to get hit and dropped. He could not find an open receiver, and coming in from the right linebacker position, Mike Riley, the junior, taking him down for the sack. Loss of eight on the play, and it brings up third down, 19 yards to go. And the ball resting at the 15-yard line, so the Lions are going backwards instead of where they should be going, which is forwards. Ball in the near hash mark, and Tid after the sack on third and 19, out of the pistol. He'll take the snap, roll out to the right, the wide side. Gets a good block. He's going to throw the ball upfield, and it is complete and then dropped by Tucker. And then he is knocked down after dropping the pass. So it'll be fourth down, 19 yards to go, and time for Jerry Porter to come in and punt the Lions out of their own territory. 12.34 left to go, and not exactly the way the Lions wanted to start out this ballgame. A 57-yard touchdown pass to White, and then they go three and out on their first possession. Porter will come into the ballgame punting the football away, and he's going to punt it away from about his own goal line. Good snap. Porter gets away a high spiral kick. He'll be taken in by White at the 40-yard line. Cuts to his right, and he's running backwards, and he's tackled by Speakman. Back at about the 38-yard line is where they'll knock him down. So a great punt by Porter to get Mount St. Joseph out of their own territory. 47-yard punt, negative four yards on the return. And the ball resting at the 37-yard line in Rose territory. Dion, the quarterback, staying in. He's got White in the backfield. Iacona started moving, and now the ball is set for play. He started moving in motion before the ball ever got put in play, and now he moves in motion again. Dion hands off to White. White off right tackle, takes it up to the 40-yard line, and is dropped right there. Maybe got across the 40. Gain of three yards on the carry, and it's second and seven. And again, the hurry up. They... Sent three receivers out wide to the near side. Dion drops back. He's going to throw the ball over the middle, and it is complete to the 45-yard line and immediately brought down by Tavon Robertson is White, who caught the ball out of the backfield. 
Burtnick, who's their leading receiver, goes out wide to the left-hand side. Again, they're in a hurry-up. Handoff goes to White. White off left tackle. He's across midfield for the first down, and he takes it inside Mount St. Joseph territory, inside the 45 to the 43-yard line. Gain of 11 on the carry. White and that offensive line for Rose Holman really opening up some gaping holes. First and 10. Dion throws it out into the flat, and it's incomplete to Burtnick. He just led him too far. And it brings up second down and 10 yards to go for the engineers. Right now, the Mount St. Joseph defense is on their heels. They don't know what's coming, and the pace is so fast for them, they can't get a gauge on what they want to do defensively. Second down, 10. Dion handoff. Now Dion is going to hand it off to Iacona on the jet. And Iacona takes it inside the 35, down to the 30-yard line. And they'll mark him at the 29-yard line. Another first down after a 14-yard gain to Iacona. Iacona's carried the ball twice now for almost 20 yards. First and 10 for the Engineers. They've got a wing set out of the pistol. White right behind Dion. Ball on the far hash mark. And the snap. Fake handoff. Dion's going to throw the ball deep down the middle. It's going to be almost intercepted by Hannah. It went right through his hands. Dion was trying to go to Burtnick on a post pattern. And Hannah stepped right in between that pass and just couldn't pick it off. And it'll bring up second down and 10 yards to go. That could have been a big, big turnover for the Lions. Second down 10 from the Lions 29-yard line for the Engineers. They'll send Iacona tight end left, Burtnick wide left. Murray wide right with White behind Dion. Now moving in motion to the right-hand side is Thomas. And handoff up the middle goes to White. And White's going to take it down to the 20-yard line and be stopped right there. And he's close to a first down. It's going to be about a yard shy, and it brings up third and one. White just knocking off big chunks of yardage. Got four carries, 28 yards. Dion throws it out into the flat on the hurry-up, and he gets the ball to Thomas, and Thomas takes it inside the 15 to the 10, and he stopped right there at the 9. 11 yards on the pass completion, and another first down for Rose Holman. 10.35 left to go in this first quarter. Rose already leads at 7-0. Dion drops back. He's going to throw it into the flat, complete to White. White at the 10, cuts inside, and he's going to be dropped at the 7. Dropped at the 7-yard line by Spencer Kandra. And now Kandra maybe twisted an ankle on that tackle, and the officials are going to call a timeout, and he's going to have to leave the ball game. So the Lions are going to make a couple of substitutions here with 10-14 left to go in the first quarter. Rose in that hurry up, moving from left to right across your screen. Dropping back Dion, looking into the end zone. He's got a receiver to Burtnick, and he ran right in on the post pattern for the score. Nine-yard touchdown pass from Dion to Burtnick, and with 10.07 left to go in period number one, it is now 13-0. Rose Holman on top of it, and they have come out at like a well-oiled machine in this first quarter. Murray will come in to attempt the extra point. The holder is Chris Johannigman. Johannigman out of Greensburg, Indiana, just up the road here. Low snap. He gets it down, and Murray puts it up, and it is good. 
10.07 left to go in the first period of play from Terre Haute. Your score, it's the Engineers 14 and Mount St. Joseph nothing. Explore your nursing career options at Mount St. Joseph University. Built upon 90-plus years of experience in nursing, the Mount's nursing programs prepare professional and ethical leaders who promote holistic, evidence-based healthcare practices. The Mount's nursing programs are fully accredited by the Commission of Collegiate Nursing Education. Apply now at msj.edu slash apply to begin classes in the fall. Mount St. Joseph University continues to be a proven leader in nursing education. Visit us at msj.edu. Well, Rose Holman, not the only team up 14-0. Franklin, the other team that they're tied with for first place in the Heartland, is up 14-0 over Earlham. Bluffton and Anderson, no score so far this afternoon. And Defiance is on top of Manchester by a 7-0 score in the second quarter. 10.07 left to go in this first period of play, and Rose Holman has come out loaded for bear this afternoon, and they lead it by a score of 14 to nothing. And we are not even five minutes into this ball game. Murray's going to tee it up and kick it off. Glines and Speakman back at the goal line, set to return this one for the Lions. Murray, high end over end kick, and Speakman is going to take in the end zone and just drop it and take a knee. So Mount St. Joseph will take it over first and ten after the touchback. Boy, Rose Holman has just had Mount St. Joe's defense on their heels for the first five minutes of this ball game. And the Lions are going to have to do something to try to get control not only of the line of scrimmage, but get control of the pace of the game defensively from their standpoint. Lions come out. Glines goes out slot left. Murray into the ball game. And now Chayton Tomlin back in a quarterback. He did not start the game. Tid did. Tid went three and out. And Tomlin now into the contest with Williamson in the backfield with him. Fake handoff. Tomlin throws it out to Glines. Glines is going to be hit right at the 25 and dropped for no gain. Now they may give him a yard out to the 26, and they will. Glines was open, but then it was covered up immediately as he didn't get that initial block to get around and pick up extra yardage. Martin comes out wide to the left-hand side, trips to the right for the Lions. Tomlin on second down nine from his own 26 as we're under 10 minutes to go. Now he'll drop back after the snap, looking up the middle. He's going to be hit and dropped immediately at the 21-yard line. Loss of five. We talked about it on the pregame show, how the engineers have a plus 18 in sack differential. Well, that is their 27th sack of the season that they have just registered in their second here this afternoon. Into the ball game now for Mount St. Joseph is Trayon Taylor coming in and out is Tucker. Glines is wide right. Now check that, that's Roberts wide right. Glines is wide left. Tomlin out of the straight shotgun this time. Empty backfield. Drops straight back on third and 13. Looks upfield. He's going to throw the ball down the middle and it is intercepted by Rose Holman at the 42-yard line. Intercepted on the play by one of their defensive backs, Tyler Brutowski from Madison, Alabama, a 5'8", 185-pounder. And Brutowski came around with the interception. And it will be first and 10 for Rose at 
the Mount St. Joseph 40-yard line. And boy, the first six minutes of this game have just not gone the Lions' way. And now Rose will start out first and ten. Dion back at quarterback with White to his left. Handoff, fake handoff to White. A lot of time for Dion. Now he's going to throw it out to White on the left-hand side. He's going to take it in at the 35 and struggle forward to the 32-yard line for a gain of eight on the play, and it brings up second down and two. Well, now they'll mark him at about the 33, so just give him a seven-yard completion. Second down, three yards to go. Dion fake handoff, throws out to the right, and it is caught on the play by Thomas, but he's hit immediately. Nice play defensively by Brendan Shipley, or excuse me, by Gavin Edmondson. Edmondson came in and just tackled him immediately for a two-yard loss back to the 35-yard line. So it's third down and five yards to go. Big play there by the defense for the Lions. Third and five, and now a timeout is going to be called by Jeff Sokol and Rose Holman. That's their first of the afternoon. 7.54 remaining to go in this first quarter of play. And like we've been saying, Rose started out this ball game and has scored two touchdowns on their initial two possessions. And that was the first time that they have really had loss of yardage in this ball game. And that was due mainly to Gavin Edmondson just making a heads-up defensive play. Dion, 6 of 8 passing so far in the ballgame for 88 yards. And those two touchdown passes. And we were told he wasn't even going to start this afternoon's game. But he has. So it's third down, 5 yards to go from the Lions' 35-yard line. Dion out of the pistol with White behind him. Dion looks left, now goes right. Complete on the play to Murray. Murray inside the 30, down to the 26-yard line. Gain of nine, and a first down again for the engineers. So whatever Jeff Sokol drew up worked to perfection. First and 10 again for the engineers. They already lead at 14-0. Dion throws it out to the right-hand side. Complete to Murray again. Murray at the 20, flag down on the play, and Murray struggles inside the 20 to the 19-yard line. And we have got the flag down, as I said. And let's see what the officials say this will be. It's thrown right in the area where Murray caught the ball. Maybe they got somebody for Rose blocking in the back. And it is an illegal block below the waist by Rose Holman. That's a 15-yard penalty. And it will remain first down. And it will take the football as the spot foul from the 21-yard line, so it'll take it back to the 36-yard line. So it'll bring up first down and 20. But the yardage has not been a problem for Rose Holman in this ballgame. They have picked up first downs in every possession that they have had the football. Ball in the near hash mark. White moves out of the backfield in motion to the right. They're going to throw the ball to Burtnick, and it was a low pass. Burtnick couldn't grab it at his knees, and it falls incomplete. And it brings up second down and 20 yards to go. Just the third incompletion today by Dion. They've got two quarterbacks here today, Dion and Lapin, both of them coming from California. Second down, 20 yards to go from the Lions, 36. And there's a movement on the offensive line of Rose Holman. 
So their second penalty in the last 30 seconds knocks them back another five yards to the 41-yard line, and it brings up second down and 25 yards to go from the 41. They need to get to the 15-yard line for a 16-yard line, actually, for the first down. Second down, 25. Heavy rush by Mount St. Joseph. Thrown out into the flat to Burtnick. Check that. Not to Burtnick. That is to Thomas, and Thomas catches it, takes it inside the 40, down to the 38-yard line, just a gain of three. And it brings up third down and 22 yards to go from the 37-yard line. Make it the 38 is where they finally spot it. Now a lot of signs coming in from the sideline of Rose-Hulman as they get up to the line of scrimmage. This is the slowest they've been in between snaps. A lot of movement on the line by Mount St. Joe. Dion tried to draw them off, but doesn't get the ball snapped. Now movement on the line for Rose as they reassess. Dion shovel pass inside to White. White to the 35, to the 30, and he's going to be stacked up and down right there at the 30-yard line by Colby Webb. Boy, he just stood him right up in his tracks. Gain of about 10 on the play, brings up third and 15. And let's see if they decide to go. Murray is not only their place kicker, but he's also their punter. And in comes the holder, Johannigman. So Johannigman, they're going to go for the field goal. They're going to spot it at the 38-yard line. So it'll be a 48-yard attempt with the wind to his back crossing from the near side to the far side. Murray. For a 48-yard attempt, low snap. He's going to kick it, and it is going to be short and wide left, so no good. 5.42 remaining to go in this first quarter of play. Your score, it's the Engineers 14 and Mount St. Joseph nothing. Are you a small business owner that wants more customers? Of course. What business wouldn't? I'm Dave Mitchell. What if I told you I could help you increase your customer base, possibly 2,000%? You'd wonder how, right? OneCom Media can give you all the details. We can show you how to increase your customer base and give you a great return on your investment for your website. This means more customers, more business, and more money in your pocket. Get more details by calling me at OneCom Media. The number is 513-268-2799. Increase your customers with OneCom Media, 513-268-2799. Well, as you were away, Mount St. Joe ran it into the middle of the line with Williamson, and he was stopped for a no gain, actually about a yard loss, back from the 30 to the 29-yard line, so it'll bring up second and 11. Tomlin still in a quarterback. Not sure if maybe that shoulder was bothering him today, and that's why he didn't start. Williamson... Out of the backfield. Moves in motion to the left. Tomlin drops back. Throws it out to Williamson. All alone. Completed the 30. To the 35. And he's going to be dropped at the 37-yard line. So he got back all of the yards lost plus seven more. And they'll spot him at the 37. And it brings up second. Make it third down. And four yards to go with 4.51 remaining in the first quarter. Tomlin. Out of the pistol with Williamson in the backfield. Trips out to the far side. Tomlin's going to roll out to the right. Looking upfield. Now squares his shoulders. Throws it out to the right. Incomplete. Almost intercepted. Tried to go up the field to Glines, but he was well covered on the play by the defensive back, Seth Knoll, out of Wharton, Ohio. 
And Noel almost came up with the interception. So three and out for the Lions, and they've got to punt the football away with 4.37 remaining in this first quarter. And Porter, who got a 43-yarder away his first punt, now will kick it away from his own 37-yard line. Good snap. Jerry gets it away. High short kick that Rose is going to let bounce, and then it's going to take a Rose bounce from the 40 outside the 40 to the 43-yard line. So not a very good punt, just a 30-yard punt for Jerry Porter. And taking it over is Rose Holman at the 43-yard line of their own in their own territory. 4.26 left to go in this first quarter of play. We'll be home next week. We'll be on the air with that one at 1.30. Hopefully Blake Watson will be back with us next week. Rose takes it over first and 10 at their own 43-yard line. Dion fake handoff, rolls out to the left, sends Thompson up in the air. Now he throws it over the middle, and it is incomplete. Tried to go to Noah Thomas, and he threw it at his feet incomplete. Boy, he had a heavy rush being put on him by Spencer Kandra. But Kandra just could not get to him. So it's second down, 10 yards to go. I think the Lions now have got their legs underneath them. They seem to have adapted to this fast-paced offense that Rose has put on. Now they've got the spread offense, empty backfield out of the shotgun formation. Now they bring Stanley Hogan, the backup running back, off to the right of Dion as he changes the play call. Handoff on the jet, comes around the right-hand side to Thomas. Thomas across the midfield stripe for the 45-40, inside the 40, and run out of bounds at the 38-yard line. 19 yards on the carry and another first down for the engineers. Clock continues to run with 4.10 left to go as the Lions making substitutions just got a couple players off the field. Handoff up the middle, it goes to Hogan. Hogan takes it inside the 35 to the 31-yard line. Gain of six. Now they'll give him seven, and it's second down. And a short two yards to go. Handoff goes to Hogan again. Hogan's got the first down inside the 25, down to the 21-yard line. A gain of nine. For that offensive line for the engineers, just opening up gaping holes. Dion. Orchestrating this offense almost to perfection in this first quarter with three and a half minutes left in it. Dion with Hogan in the backfield, number one. Hogan out of Rose Pine, Louisiana. They get guys from all over the country out of the pistol. Hand off to Hogan up the middle. Now cuts it off right tackle. He's going to be stacked up and brought down right at the 18-yard line. Sean Sullivan with his first tackle of the afternoon. Second down, eight yards to go. Ball at the 18-yard line of St. Joseph. Three minutes left and running in this first quarter. Hogan, now the handoff goes to Iacona. Now Dion, on a nice fake, keeps it himself and runs it to the 15-yard line off the left-hand side. Gain of three on the play. And it brings up third down and four yards to go. And you can hear the wind kicking up here at Phil Brown Field. Colby Webb out of the ball game and checking back in is Sean Sullivan at that middle linebacker position. And Nate Stone is back in also for the Lions defensively. Third down, call it a long four for a Rose Holman first down. Wind blowing right into their face now. 
Dion taking a lot of time as the play clock down to five. Moves Hogan in motion. Throws it out to the left-hand side. Complete to Burtnick. Burtnick at the 15. Struggles trying to get the first down. And he's going to be knocked out of bounds at the 13-yard line. So just a two-yard completion. Fourth down, two yards to go. And you can bet your bottom dollar that the engineers will go for it here on fourth and two. Ball at the 13-yard line. They need to get to the 11. And now they're going to huddle up with a minute 57 and running left to go. Rose will huddle up as they look over to their offensive coordinator on the side. and Now they've got the play call, and Dion looks to his wrist where he's got the play on his wrist, and now he calls the play. They break the huddle and come to the line of scrimmage on fourth and two, and now uh, the whistle, and there'll be a timeout called. Rose Hallman has taken a timeout. That will be their second of this first quarter, so they'll have one remaining before half with a minute 40 left to go in the first period of play. And it has been all Rose Holman so far this afternoon. They have done an outstanding job of moving the football and keeping Mount St. Joe on their heels. Dion, 11 of 15 passing so far today for two touchdowns, 116 yards in total offense for him passing-wise. Garrett White, who's not in the ballgame now, has carried the ball five times for 30 yards. And Stanley Hogan, who just came in on this possession, three carries so far for 20 yards in the ballgame. And Mount St. Joseph has not been able to mount anything offensively behind their starter, Tid, or their usual starter, Chayton Tomlin. Empty backfield now out of the shotgun formation, spread formation. Stack receivers to the left. Now they'll bring in some protection as they make a lot of shifting and they bring Hogan into the backfield. Moving in motion is Thomas. And Thomas is going to break a tackle, cut it inside the 10 to the 5, into the end zone for the score. I'm not sure if the motion, all the motion on offense confused the Lions defensively, but Thomas just took that handoff and ran it out wide left and into the end zone for the 13-yard scamper. And it is 20 to nothing. So the freshman out of Indianapolis, Indiana, Noah Thomas, gets his first touchdown of the afternoon. And Murray will come in to attempt the extra point. 1.35 left to go in the first quarter. And this one has been a runaway truck so far. Murray puts it up, and it is good. 1.35 remaining in this first period of play. And it is all Rose Hallman. They have played outstanding football ever since their loss to Milliken in week number two. But now the Lions, who have been playing good football of their own the last two weeks, have got to get their act together and try to do something to get back into this football game with a minute 35 left to go in the first period. And you can see Ty Hopperton over on the sideline got his return team huddled up and he's having a chat with them. Glines back with Speakman to return this kickoff for Murray. It's hard to believe that the Lions kicked the football off. They deferred to the second half and basically they've only had the football three times and they've all been three and outs. A minute 35 left to go in the first period. Speakman on the left, Glines on the near side as Murray will has it all teed up. 
and he will kick it off on this beautiful sunshiny Saturday. Short kickoff that Speakman's going to take in at his 8 to the 10, 15 up the far side to the 20, 25, and he's run out of bounds at the 27-yard line. 15-yard return. 21-0. Rose Holman on top of it. And it's first and 10 for the Lions. At their own 27-yard line. Chayton Tomlin still in the ball game at quarterback. As we said, we're not sure why he didn't start the ball game, but he did not. Corey Hastings in for the first time today at running back. Williamson leaves now. Duo receivers out wide to this near side, also out to the top side. Now moving in motion, Tucker to the near side. Handoff, Tomlin hands it off to Hastings, and Hastings runs it off right tackle and picks up a yard on the play. Just no movement by the offensive line against that defensive line of the engineers so far today. Ball out to the 28-yard line, just a gain of a yard, second and nine. Hastings to the left of Tomlin. The Lions needed to establish the running game this afternoon if they were going to hope to win, and they have not done it as of yet. Tomlin on second down nine. Play clock down to 13, plenty of time. Throws it over the middle, incomplete to Tucker. Tucker tried to slant in, and Tomlin threw it behind him, and it brings up third and nine on the incompletion. Tomlin now two of five passing for just nine yards today. Nothing in this first quarter has gone right. I don't think Ty Hopperton would be too upset to just see this first quarter end. Hastings to the right of Tomlin. Receivers out wide on both sides, ball in the far hash mark. Tomlin rolls out to the short side, the right side. Gets away from one tackler near the sideline. Throws it back over the middle, and it's incomplete. Tried to go to Martin, and Martin fell down. Trying to go for the pass, threw it behind him. And it's third down nine, and now the Lions will be forced to punt the ball away again. And this time, Porter will have the wind to his back. Boy, it is swirling here today, but right now it would be to Porter's back. Back set to return. Tyler Brutowski, the senior from Mobile, Alabama, who's got a fumble recovery here today. And Porter, who had a 30-yard punt his last time, now will come in and punt this football away from his own 27. Gets a good spiral kick, hangs up high. Brutowski's going to let it bounce. It'll take him out, St. Joseph. Bounce inside the 30, and it will roll out of bounds at the 25-yard line. So a 47-yard kick, that's more to Jerry Porter's liking. No return. Ball resting at the 25-yard line, and that's where Rose will take it over with 38 seconds left to go in the first quarter of play. And I don't think Jerry Sokol or Rose Holman are going to be happy about this first quarter coming to a close. They lead it right now at 21 to nothing. Dion, the quarterback. Moves a man in motion to the far side. Handoff goes to Hogan. Hogan around the left end to the 25, and he's going to be stacked up at the 27 and downed right there after a two-yard gain. Nate Stark coming in and making the tackle, along with Tyler Hanna teaming up for that stop. Second down, eight yards to go at the 27-yard line. 17 seconds left in the first quarter. Handoff, Iacona. Iacona's going to take it and hit, be hit for a yard loss. They're trying to trying these sweeps to both sides, and so far it hasn't worked against the Lions' defense. They've been 
showing their speed, and that will do it for the end of the first quarter of play. And it has been all Rose Holman. When we return, it'll be third down, eight yards to go, but your score at the end of one, it is Rose Holman 21, Mount St. Joseph nothing. For most military service members, returning home is a joyful time. But when these troops come home injured, it can be the beginning of a long and painful struggle to recuperate. A struggle that can affect their entire family. The Coalition to Salute America's Heroes is a nonprofit organization that has put together an array of support services for these heroes. They include programs that help with jobs and financial aid, as well as conferences that can assist them on their road to recovery. The goal is to help our heroes and their families transition back to civilian life with pride and dignity. Our servicemen and women all volunteer to serve and defend this nation. The Coalition to Salute America's Heroes can help you thank them for their sacrifices both on and off the battlefield. To learn more or to find out how you can volunteer to help at a VA hospital, call 1-888-44-SALUTE or visit saluteheroes.org on the web. Big play defensively to start this second quarter by the Lions as they've got a third down and call it a long eight yards to go against Rose Holman. Dion, still the quarterback, and he has got White back behind him in the backfield. Now, Rose Holman going from right to left across your computer screen. Mount St. Joseph showing a cover two, dropping back Dion. Dion, good protection. Gets it out to White. White's going to be hit at the 26 and dropped right there by Speakman and also Colby Webb. Virtually no gain on the play. Fourth and nine, so the Lions defense holds and it's punting time for Murray and the Engineers on fourth and nine from their own 26-yard line. Nice defense that time by the Lions. They seem to be settling down after the initial two possessions by the Engineers. So Murray will punt the football away. Good snap. No rush. And he gets a boomer off that Speakman lets hit inside his own 20, the 15 to the 10, and it'll be down at the 9-yard line. That is a 63-yard punt. 63-yard punt on that play. Make it even 60. Might even be 64 yards where they're going to mark it, but right inside the 10-yard line at the 9-yard line, Mount St. Joseph starting out in their own territory. What a boomer by Murray. He just got all of that one, and 63 yards later, Mount St. Joseph at their own 9-yard line, first and 10. Tomlin with Hastings off to his right. Dual receivers out on both sides. Ball in the near hash mark. Moving in motion. Now Trayon Taylor to the far side. Tomlin throws it over the middle. Complete to Roberts. Roberts to the 25 to the 30. Breaks into the clear to the 40-yard line. And he's brought down from behind at the 43 on the play. Great play defensively. Saving a touchdown by Mike Henry out of Maryland. First and 10. Out to the 42-yard line. After a gain of 33 on that reception. Best offensive play of the afternoon for the Lions. Trips out to the far side. Tomlin looking over to the side to Caleb Coral, who was our pregame guest earlier today. Handoff goes to Hastings off the right side. He takes it out to the 44-yard line where he's stacked up and down there. Following Max Swoboda. Roberts back into the ball game after that completion. 
and leaving is Tucker. Just about a yard and a half gain for Hastings. So it brings up second down and eight yards to go, they'll call it. Roberts out to the near side. Trips to the far side for the Lions with Hastings to the right of Tomlin into the pistol. Looking things over, down 21 to nothing. Lions need to get something going offensively. Ten on the play clock. Tomlin looks over the defense. Hand off to Hastings, off the left side, across the 45, out to the 50. And he'll down himself at the 48-yard line. Gain of eight on the carry, and he is very close to a first down, about a half a yard shy. Give him seven on that run. And it'll bring up third down and less than a yard at the 48-yard line of Rose-Holman. Lions in Rose-Holman territory for the first time today. Snap goes to Tomlin. Off to Hastings. Hastings is going to be hit right at midfield and drop. Boy, there was no push by the offensive line at all. Deep penetration by Rose-Holman. Ball at midfield. Loss of a yard. Fourth and about two. And Jerry Porter will come in to punt the football away. And he will be kicking with the wind to his back now. As we said, it is swirling here today. Rutoski will drop back at about his own 10-yard line to receive this punt. Porter kicking it away right at midfield. Gets a high knuckleball that Brutoski is going to let bounce, and it'll bounce out of bounds at the 10, make it the 11-yard line. So a 39-yard punt for Jerry Porter. No return. So Rose will start first and 10 at their own 11-yard line. Boy, mark that possession down by the Lions because they had third down and a yard to go and couldn't get any push to get Corey Hastings that extra yard and a first down. And its score remains still 21 to nothing, 12 minutes exactly left to go in this half. We'll talk with Blake Watson, talked to him yesterday about the athletics going on at Mount St. Joseph. That'll be at halftime. Handoff. Goes to White, White off right side, is stacked up and down at the 12-yard line, just a gain of a yard. Well, there's two Major League Baseball playoff games today. They're both in the National League. Dodgers and the Diamondbacks will play tonight, and then earlier this afternoon, coming up in a couple hours, the Cubs playing the Washington Nationals. Cubs up 1-0 in that series. Dodgers up 1-0. Handoff goes to White. White right up the middle. And he'll take it out to the 15. Continues to move across the 15 to the 18-yard line. Just showing the will that White has to continue moving his legs. Gain of five. Takes it out to the 18-yard line. Third down and three yards to go. Trips to the near side for Rose-Holman as they continue in that hurry up. Out of the pistol. White to the left. Now rolling out to the left is Dion. Dion squares his shoulders, throws over the middle, complete on the play to Murphy at the 25-yard line. Gain of six and a first down for the Engineers. Dion, 13 of 17 on the afternoon. And he just continues this offense moving. First and 10 at the 25, handoff to White. White's going to be hit behind the line and dropped. Colby Webb getting in there and dropping him for a yard loss on the play. Back to the 24-yard line, second and 11. First time today, White has lost yardage. Iacona slot right now. He goes out of his tight end position to a wide receiver spot. Trips out to the far side. Dion looks left, goes right, and now miscommunicated with his intended receiver, Thomas. 
Threw it behind him, incomplete, and it's third down and 11 yards to go for the Engineers. 10-24 remaining in the first half. Rose Holman not nearly running their offense as fast as they were in the first quarter. Play clock down to 17. Now that may seem like a lot, but it is to them. Holman, Dion throws it upfield to Burtnick, and Burtnick got by Speakman but couldn't backhand the ball and catch it. And immediately getting hit was Dion after he let go of the football, and he got smashed to the ground by Corey Harden. Harden knocked him to the ground, and I think the Lions were lucky that they didn't get roughing the passer on that play. So Murray will come in and punt it away. He had a 63-yarder his last time. Speakman back set. He's the single setback to return this one. Murray kicks it off, punts it away. It'll hit in Mount St. Joseph territory at the 40 and be downed at the 39-yard line. So 10.08 left to go in this first half of play. Your score from Phil Brown Field in Terre Haute. It is the Engineers 21 and Mount St. Joseph nothing. Inner Blessings Christian Books and Gifts, located on Cincinnati's west side, serving the tri-state area for 19 years. Cincinnati's one-stop shop for Christian books, gifts, art, music, and much more. Special orders are welcome. Find a new Bible in any version. Find books on devotionals, comfort and grief, prayer, marriage, and inspiration. Praise and worship music with instrumentals, greeting cards, jewelry, even clothing. Enhance your walk with the Lord with Inner Blessings Christian Books and Gifts on 4002 Harrison Avenue in Cincinnati. Open Tuesday through Saturday, closed Sunday and Monday. So Mount St. Joe hands off to Tucker right up the middle. He's into the backfield now, and Tucker takes it across the 40, out to the 43-yard line for a gain of, call it three, brings up second down, seven yards to go. Lions desperately need to get something going offensively here. They had a semblance of a drive, their last possession, but stalled out, had to punt the football away. Second and seven. Tomlin with Tucker in the backfield, right beside him to the left. Fake handoff, throw over the middle, complete on the play to Martin near the midfield strike, shy by about the 49-yard line. Rose Holman is saying Martin dropped the football. I didn't think he did. They got him right at the 49-yard line, and that's enough for a first down on the eight-yard completion. So Mount St. Joseph with the football at their own 49-yard line. 9.25 and running left to go in the first half. 21-0, the Engineers on top. First and 10 for the Lions. Tomlin out of the pistol. Fake handoff. Tomlin keeps it around the right-hand side. Now cuts it across the 50 to the 49-yard line of Rose Holman. Just a gain of two. Looked like there was a lot there, but Rose Holman... Shut down the running lane for Tomlin right away. Still a gain of two on the play. Brings up second and eight. The Lions trying to get something going on the ground so they can open up that passing attack. Duo receivers out wide to both sides. Ball in the near hash mark. Tucker in the backfield. His first appearance on this possession today in the backfield. Tomlin throws it out in the flat. Complete to Tucker at midfield to the 30, 40, to the 35. He's going to run it down to the 30-yard line. He'll be stopped just shy of the 30 at the 31. That's an 18-yard reception and a first down for Tucker out of the backfield for the Lions. Their deepest penetration into Rose Holman territory today. First and 10 for the Lions. Tomlin. 
at the engineer's 31-yard line. Ball on the far hash mark. Drops straight back. He's going to throw up a lob pass to Roberts. Roberts is going to catch it at the five. Dives to the pylon. He's in for the score. Nice pass from Tomlin to Roberts. Just symbolic of what they did last week against Hanover on the fade pattern. And Roberts collected it in and the 31-yard touchdown pass. And the Lions now have cut the lead to 21-6 with 8.09 to go in this first half of play. And that is just what the doctor ordered here in Terre Haute. Porter will come in to attempt the extra point. What a pretty pass. 17th of the year by Chayton Tomlin. Touchdown pass. Porter puts it through the uprights. So with 8.09 left to go in the first half, your score, it's the Engineers 21 and Mount St. Joseph 7. Explore your nursing career options at Mount St. Joseph University. Built upon 90-plus years of experience in nursing, the Mount's nursing programs prepare professional and ethical leaders who promote holistic, evidence-based healthcare practices. The Mount's nursing programs are fully accredited by the Commission of Collegiate Nursing Education. Apply now at msj.edu slash apply to begin classes in the fall. Mount St. Joseph University continues to be a proven leader in nursing education. Visit us at msj.edu. Dave Mitchell back on UltimateSportsTalk.com as the Lions now have finally gotten the ball into the end zone. And they are down on the scoreboard with 8.09 to go in the first half, 21-7 to the Engineers. This one's going to have to be a shootout if the Lions hope to come back and win this one. Porter's going to kick the football away. White is back set to return along with Noah Thomas. Thomas on the near side, White on the far side. Porter kicks the football off with the wind to his back, and it'll be taken in at the two-yard line by White. White right up the middle, now cuts to the near side across the 15 to the 20. 25, trying to break a tackle, and he'll be brought down at the 27-yard line by Gavin Edmondson and Troy Speakman. Eight minutes exactly left to go in the first half. At halftime, we'll talk with Blake Watson, an interview that we recorded yesterday. Blake under the weather today and not joining us here on this road trip. But he'll be back next week with us as the Lions come home. Murphy goes out wide right. Burtnick is wide left, dropping back Dion out of the pistol. Throws it out into the flat, incomplete. Hogan turned around and looked at Dion. He was the intended receiver. Like, were you really throwing that ball to me? And now goes back into the huddle. Second down, 10. The Lions, since that first quarter, seem to have got their legs underneath them defensively. So they've made some adjustments on the sideline. Dion in an empty backfield. Now they're going to shift and move a man off to the right-hand side. And now they've got Hogan in the backfield behind Dion. Dion with it. Hands it off. Goes off to Hogan. Hogan right up the middle to the 35-40. And he'll be tripped up outside the 40 to the 43-yard line. He almost broke that thing. And Speakman is the one that tripped him up and saved a touchdown. Ball at the 43 on first down. Hand off Speakman. Or excuse me, Dion. Hands it off to Hogan, and Hogan takes it across the 43 to the 44-yard line. So after that gain and a first down, he picks up a yard. And it brings up second down and nine yards to go. 
Second down nine. Dion with it in the backfield. Now he's got Hogan back there, audibleizing at the line of scrimmage. And a fake handoff. Dion's going to throw it over the middle. It's intercepted! Intercepted by Colby Webb. Webb at the 30, and he's going to struggle forward. Lost the handle of the football. And then Dion jumps back on it at the 11-yard line. Webb intercepted it, then was tackled and coughed the football up on the way to the ground, and it went about 20 yards backwards. So the exchange of turnovers will give it back to Rose Holman, but they've got it first and 10 at their own 11-yard line. What a break for Rose Holman. Dion with it with 7.04 left to go in the first half. Dion calling out the signals with trips out to the right-hand side. He's got two receivers, empty backfield out of the pistol. Now they'll shift back into their usual formation with a lot of motion and put Hogan right behind Dion at the line of scrimmage. Dion hands it off to Hogan. Hogan right up the middle to the 15, cuts it to the outside to the 20, and he's drugged down by Speakman at the 23-yard line after a gain of 12. So another first down. Boy, those exchange of turnovers there did not help. And now Rose Holman going right back to the hurry-up. Holman with it. Handoff on the left-hand side. It goes to Hogan. And Hogan takes it out to the 25, a gain of three. And that'll bring up second down and seven yards to go. Ball resting at the 25-yard line. 6.20 left to go in this first half of play. Second down seven, ball resting at the 25, with 6.11 left to go in this first half. Now here comes the shift again, as Rose Holman has found something that they like here against this defense that the Lions have shown over the last three possessions. Moving in motion is the man from the outside, and that is Thomas. And Thomas takes it on the jet across the 25 to the 30. And he'll take it up six yards and make it third down and a yard. And now here they go on a hurry-up. Ball resting right at the 31-yard line. Third down a yard to go. Hogan gets the handoff right up the middle. And he's got the first down as he struggles out to the 34-yard line. Ball. Lions are saying the ball came loose. But the officials have not gone in with any urgency to see who recovered the fumble if there was one and apparently there wasn't and they'll give Rose Holman the first down at their own 34 yard line and they continue to move 520 left to go in the half Iacona comes out wide left stacked right behind him is Burtnick Hogan now moves him or make that white white moves in motion out of the backfield pass out to the right flat to Burtnick and Burtnick takes it up near the 40 yard line and we stopped just shy of the 40 at about the 38 by Tyler Hanna so about 5 on that completion and it'll bring up 2nd down call it 5 yards to go Dion empty backfield again this is the formation that they use and then they usually switch and move men in motion and that's what they'll do they'll move Iacona from one side to the other and bring White from wide right back into the backfield behind Dion, and Dion hands it off to White, and White's going to struggle forward to the 40-yard line. Nate Stark with the tackle. 
gain of two, and there's a flag down on the play right at the line of scrimmage, and that normally means a hold, and that's what it is as they look over to Ty Hopperton to see if he wants to accept the penalty. And he will. They'll move them back. It would either be third and four or second and about 16. So the Lions elect to take the penalty. And that will knock them back to the 33, make it the 27-yard line. And it'll bring up second down and about 15 yards to go. Dion again, empty backfield. But this is where they switch. They did not do any motion that time. Throw over the middle to Iacona, incomplete. Knocked free on the play. Nice tackle by Nate Stark to knock the ball free from Iacona. No completion, and it brings up third down and 15 yards to go. And now the Lions will bring in their nickel package with four and a half minutes left to go in the first half. Dion now with White in the backfield right behind him. Trips out to the far side on third and 15. Ball at the 28-yard line of Rose Holman. Dropping back Dion. Dion's going to run it right up the middle. He'll be hit at the 30 and dropped at about the 31-yard line for a gain of two. And it'll bring up fourth down, 13 yards to go. And punting time for the Engineers. So the Lions, with three timeouts remaining here in the first half, will get the football back. And barring another 60-yard boomer by Murray, they should have it in decent field position. Speakman, back set to return this ball at about his own 30-yard line. Murray will kick it away from his 31. Good snap. Gets a high spiral off, and Speakman is going to take it in at his 20. Cuts to the left-hand side, to the 25, to the 30, to the 35, and he'll be run out of bounds at about the 37-yard line. So a nice return by Speakman of 17 yards. And with 3.48 left to go in the first half, it is 21-7. And who would have thought at any time in this first half that the Lions would be able to pull within a touchdown if they could take this football down the field and score and they get the kickoff to open up the second half. So they're sitting in the catbird seat right now if they can get something going offensively. Trips to the near side for Chayton Tomlin in the backfield. He's got Tucker. In the backfield to his left, Roberts out to the left-hand side. Fake handoff, throw to Roberts, complete at the 41-yard line. Gain of four on the play. Check that. That was Mario Brown who caught that pass. I'm sorry, I thought it was Roberts, but Mario Brown with the 88, not the eight that Roberts wears. So the completion, four yards, second down, six yards to go at the 41-yard line. Lions with 3.20 left to go in the first half. Tomlin... Takes the snap from center. Drops straight back. He's going to throw the ball on the fade to Roberts again, and that one is out of bounds. Roberts had no chance to catch up with that one. And it brings up third down and six. So big play time here for the Lions as they need to pick up a first down. Cooper Earls, who played a lot in last weekend's game against Hanover, into the ball game here today. Comes out wide to the right. Glines slot right. Two receivers out wide to the left-hand side. And it looks like Hastings is into the backfield now for the Lions. Moving in motion is Tucker dropping back Tomlin. Tomlin pump fake. Rolls out to the left, and he's going to be hit and dropped at the 35-yard line. Third sack of the afternoon by 
the Engineers and the Lions three and out, and they'll have to punt the ball away, and a lot of time left on the clock for the Engineers as we've just hit 2.55 and running. Loss of four on the play, fourth down, 12 yards to go from the Lions' 35-yard line, and they'll punt it away. White, check that, Brutowski is back set to return this ball. Porter, good snap, gets a high booming kickoff the Brutovsky is going to take at his 17 yard line and he's going to be hit and dropped immediately right at the 17 so a 43 yard punt by Porter pins Rose Holman back at their own 17 yard line first and 10 with 232 left to go in the half and Rose Holman's got just one timeout left remember they Used two in that first quarter. Dion comes back out onto the field. Boy, he's had an afternoon. He has been a man at that QB position. 14 of 23 for 127 yards, a TD, and an interception. Dion, handoff to Iacona around the right-hand side. He'll be stacked up at the 17 to the 19. Struggled forward for two. And it is second down, eight yards to go. 2.20 remaining in the first half. Like I said, at halftime, we'll talk with Blake Watson. Dion calling out the signals. Now stands up, looks off to the side, and they'll signal in the different play now that they see the defense that Mount St. Joseph is in. Dion, handoff off the right-hand side to White. White across the 25, out to the 26. They'll mark him at the 27. Gain of four on that carry by White. And a big play here for the Lions. If they could stop them here and use their timeouts, they've got an opportunity, and now the Lions will use a timeout. It'll be third and five timeout on the field. A minute 48 left to go in the first half. Your score, it's the Engineers 21, Mount St. Joseph 7. Do you own or manage a business, work with school athletics? Make a great first impression with Murphy's Promotions. Make your name known. Murphy's Promotions will make your business stand out from the crowd. Murphy's Promotions specializes in silk screening, custom embroidery, and promotional products. Brand your business today by using Murphy's Promotions. Use your logo on shirts, hats, jackets, bags, and much more. Murphy's can also take care of your promotional products, pens, pencils, bags, and blankets. Murphy's Promotions, 330-464-1970. Mount St. Joseph down on the scoreboard with a minute 48 left to go. A couple of scores. Franklin leading Earlham. Earlham coming back. They're down now 28-13. Defiance over Manchester 14-7. And Anderson and Bluffton no score so far in the second quarter of play. Minute 48 left to go. Third down five. Dropping back Dion. Dion looking upfield. He's going to throw the ball deep and it's going to be intercepted by Hannah. Hannah at the 49 to the 45. He's going to hang on to that football and be brought down at the 44-yard line of Rose Holman with a minute 37 left to go in the first half. I think Dion just thought he'd throw it up and let his receiver try to run underneath it and catch it, try to make a play. That's not as good as a punt. But it might be just the same as now the Lions have it at the Rose Holman 44-yard line. They have got two timeouts left and a minute 37 left on the clock here in the half. Tomlin comes out, trips out wide to the left. Single receiver Roberts here on the near side. Hastings in the backfield to the right of Tomlin. Tomlin looking things over. He's Mr. Cool there behind 
the line of scrimmage. Looks over the middle, throws a pass, and it is complete to Tucker, I believe. I think Tucker caught that. No, check that. Pass complete to DJ Martin. Martin with a nice catch. Gain of four on the carry, on the catch. Takes it down to the 41 yard line, second and seven. Call it just shy of four. Clock continues to run. Tomlin throws it out into the flat, complete to Hastings. Hastings cuts back inside instead of outside, and he's going to be hit for no gain. Now the Lions, with a minute eight, will have to use one of their timeouts, and they will. So they will use one of their timeouts. Brings up third down seven with a minute four left to go. That might have been a mistake by Hastings. Instead of cutting inside, he should have just taken it to the outside. There was nothing there that was going to develop and take it out of bounds. But he didn't, and the Lions have to use one of their two remaining timeouts with a minute 40. Hear Tony Romo on the CBS games. It's a good explanation. He says you always want to take a timeout at about the one-minute mark. And that's what the Lions have done here, and they'll talk things over. Boy, if they could get a score here, either a touchdown or a field goal, at the end of the half, it would look a lot better than what it did at the end of that first quarter, down 21 to nothing. Third down, seven yards to go for the Lions. Martin, Glines, and Roberts out wide to the right. Now Earls is in instead of Glines. Hastings to the left of Tomlin on third and eight. Dropping back, Tomlin looks over the middle. He's got a receiver. It is complete down to the 13-yard line. Complete on the play to D.J. Martin, who took it down to the 11-yard line on the play. 31 yards on the completion. Clock stops on the first down. 55 seconds left to go. Still a timeout in the hip pocket of the Lions. They're at the Engineers' 11-yard line. Tomlin on a pretty play to D.J. Martin has set up the lines. They can get a first down without scoring. Tomlin taking his time at the line of scrimmage. Ball snapped. Now goes out on the left-hand side to Earls. And Earls takes it inside the 10, and he'll be stopped at the 9. A half a minute left to go in the first half. Lions hustling up to the line of scrimmage. Second down, 8 yards to go. They can still get a first down without scoring. 23 seconds left to go. Tomlin taking a lot of time. There's the ball snapped on second and eight. He's going to throw it out to the right-hand side. Incomplete. Tried to go to Glines. And Glines was covered up well. Third down. Eight yards to go. Sixteen seconds left to go in the half. One timeout left for the Lions. And now I think Tomlin did some hand signals to Caleb Corral, the offensive coordinator. I'm not sure if you wanted to take a timeout and talk this over. Play clock down to 16, so plenty of time. Third and eight. Ball at the nine-yard line of Rose Holman. 16 seconds left to go in the half. Tucker moves in motion to the right. They're going to throw it to Tucker out to the right-hand side, and he is hit as the ball just went by him. Incomplete. Fourth down. And now what will the Lions do? They're going to send in Jerry Porter to attempt the field goal. Hop wants to get some points on the scoreboard, especially since the Lions will have the ball to open up the second half. 13 seconds left to go. Porter will put the ball down. His holder is Charles Charlie Mullins from Newport, Kentucky at the 16-yard line, so a 26-yard attempt. Porter, the ball is blocked. Rose Holman got penetration right up the middle and blocked the ball right off the foot of Porter, 
and it is no good. And they recover the blocked punt, blocked field goal attempt at the 15-yard line. Eight seconds left to go. They're going to mark it inside the 15 to the 14. Eight seconds left to go in the half. Now, Rose Holman probably will just take a knee here. With They've got one timeout left, and they bring Dion out onto the field. And Rose Holman comes out. Deep cover two played now by Mount St. Joe, and that's what they'll do. They'll just take the victory formation, and that'll do it here at the end of the first half. So the blocked field goal, disappointing way, way to end the first half, but the Lions are in much better position now than they were at the end of the first quarter. Your score here at the half, it is Rose Hallman 21, Mount St. Joseph 7. Every day of the week is a party at JTAP Sports Bar and Grill at 6441 Glenway Avenue. Start with Saturdays where JTAPS is your official stop for Mount St. Joe's football before and after the game. On Sunday is the NFL Sunday ticket. See a different game on every screen. And while you're there, check out the great service while enjoying all the different entrees on the JTAPS menu. It's wing night for Monday Night Football. Tuesday is boneless wing night. And Wednesday, stop by for gyro night. It's the place to be. Open every day at 11. JTAP Sports Bar and Grill at 6441 Glenway Avenue in Cincinnati. So your score here at the half. It is 21-7. And we'll be back to talk with Sports Information Director Blake Watson here at halftime from Rose Holman. We'll do that right after these timeouts. This Mount St. Joseph football broadcast is made possible by The Wishbone on Delheim, Casa de Sassi in Apple Creek, The Inner Blessings Christian Bookstore, Murphy's Promotions, Mount St. Joseph University, and by JTAP Sports Bar. Please let these sponsors know you heard their name on Mount St. Joseph broadcast on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Did you know that scoliosis is a curvature of the spine that affects more than 6 million Americans? With no known cause, it most often turns up during adolescence. Early detection is key to successful treatment. That's why Shriners Hospitals for Children is reminding parents to have their kids' spines checked every year. Download our free Spine Screen app and do a quick check at home today. Someone do something, please. Call 911. Call 911. Call 911. The longest moments, those moments that occur after you call 911 and then finally hear the sirens in the distance. You can fill in those longest moments. You can do something. I was dead. I was dead. I was dead. I was dead. I was dead till someone did something. Most sudden cardiac events are witnessed by friends, family, coworkers, and bystanders. They can help a person continue to live. Is your community or workplace heart safe? I was on my way to the hospital when my heart stopped beating. I was at home. I was in church. I was at a basketball game. I was at a nightclub. I was at work when my heart stopped beating. Someone called 911. Someone started CPR. Someone brought an AED. Is your community or workplace heart safe? Someone did something and I'm alive. I want to thank my mommy for loving me so much, for taking me out to the park, for reading me books, for taking Taking me to the doctor when I broke my foot in ballet rehearsal, for leaving me alone when I wanted to be alone. And And now, as a grown-up, I'm thankful for being able to take care of you, my dear mom, 
for having the chance to take you to the park, for reading you those books we enjoy so much, for being able to take you to your therapies after you twisted your ankle, for understanding that sometimes you simply want to be alone. Roles change without us noticing. And in your new role, we help you help. Visit aarp.org slash caregiving to get practical health and wellness tips to provide even better care for your loved one. Remember, visit aarp.org slash caregiving. AARP, we help you help. A public service announcement brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. We're back in Terre Haute at halftime of the Rose Holman Mount St. Joe football game here this afternoon. And along with us now is Sports Information Director Blake Watson to talk about what's happening around school as far as the athletics are going on. And Blake, I would think that right about now has got to be one of the busiest times of the year for you, with the exception of maybe the months of July and August, because you've got the end of the fall seasons coming up, coinciding with the beginning of the winter seasons. Well, yeah, right now we're doing, we're kind of running up to the end of football and soccer season. Um, I think combined they've got about 12 games left. Um, and then we go straight into basketball and this year we're relaunching our wrestling program. So those things coupled with each other make it a really busy time. We're trying to prep rosters, prep schedules for the winter, um, make sure everything fits where it is, get, um, workers for everything. Like we're starting to get into that process for winter while we're still going through a fall season, which anybody who has football in their sport or in their athletics department knows how busy that is. Um, but it's also exciting too. Our football team's playing a lot better. Our women's soccer team's been ranked in the top five of the Great Lakes region for the past four or five weeks. Um, it's been, you know, it's been exciting and, and we, we should finish up really strong here. So hopefully our women's soccer team can find a way to get into the, um, HCAC tournament. And the football team can find a way to beat Franklin and and <laughs> and win the league, but you know those things are a couple weeks down the road. But we'll see. And the volleyball team's been doing pretty well so far. Yeah, uh, Abby Smith's really turned that program around. Our new head coach. Um, it's there's a bigger level of expectation on the on the young ladies on that team. Um, they're expected to perform in the classroom. They're expected to perform on the practice court. They're expected to perform in game day, on game day. Um, and it seems like that's a little bit of a culture shock from the previous coach. It's kind of real laissez-faire before, just kind of whatever it is what it is. And Coach Smith won't stand for that. She's going to have that program be very successful in a very short period of time. What did you have to do when Hop Tyler Hopperton was named the head coach? What went from the interim to the, the head coaching and that was his title. So what did you have to do as the SID to prep and, and get that announced? The biggest thing was trying to keep the secret because I had known for almost three weeks before Hop knew. Um, just simple stuff, press release, figure out how we want to cover it, decide whether or not we want to allow out, outside media in or do we want to control it ourselves. Um, but it, it was actually a relatively simple process, but it was a fun one. It was exciting. It was something, you know, one of the cool things about athletics is just the genuine nature of that moment. Um, no one knew what was coming. Myself, Steve Radcliffe, and Melanie Wagner, our associate AD, went into the locker room. All the kids actually thought they were in trouble. <laughs> one of the kids sitting next to me looked at me and said, what the heck did we do? They don't see the AD in their locker room very often, especially in a suit and tie. 
So they were worried. And then to get that news, it was they were pretty overjoyed. So it was a pretty cool, cool moment. Let's talk about the winter sports. Started with the men's basketball program. It's it's on the the upswing, and things are looking pretty promising for this year. Uh, since Toby Kerrigan took over our men's basketball program, it, we've seen an unprecedented run of success for Mount St. Joseph Sports. Um, his assistant coach, Justin Ray, done a fantastic job recruiting. Um, I talked about expectations with Abby Smith. There's not a more demanding group of coaches on this campus, but they also care about their kids. They graduate their kids. They retain their kids. Um, I think when, before they took over, we were 15 games over, under 500. And last year we went 20 and 7. So the proof is in the pudding. They're, they've had, every year they've, the win totals went up, um, in the past four years. They've twice been co-conference champions, once been conference tournament champions, played in the NCAA tournament. A year ago we were a one point loser to Hanover, or no, it was a little bit, it was like a six point loser to Hanover in the conference tournament final. Um, and they go on a, to the Elite Eight. We'd already beat them once in the year. So it's it, we were really close to having a special year on campus last year for men's basketball. What do you have to do to prepare for the season as an SID? Uh, we have to make sure rosters are right on our website, make sure rosters are right on the NCAA website, um, make sure rosters are correct in all three places, create rosters and stack crew, uh, we liaise with the media a little bit to kind of let them know what's going on. If we got any records that are coming up to be broken, um, on October 12th, we have our, our, uh, basketball version of the Cincinnati area small college media day. So we're prepping for that right now. Um, but all in all, just kind of try to start building the excitement for that season because it's one of our top seasons on campus. All right, let's talk about the women's program and Lauren Hill Classic coming up on November 11th. Now, what are you doing to prep for that? Actually, we don't do much at all with that. Um, that's almost completely run by Xavier University. So we kind of just show up and work the event and help out where needed. Um, they do a fantastic job, and they're gracious hosts for us, as they were the day that Lauren played her first college game. Um, they, they take good care of us up there. Uh yeah, it's a really cool event though. Our student athletes get to step on a Division One high major college court. And there's never the stands aren't full, but it's thirteen. It seats thirteen thousand people. It's just a cool experience to sit on that floor. I was there for shoot around last year, taking some pictures and stuff. And I'm just like, these kids get an experience like this that like even our men's basketball team, who's super successful, doesn't get. Which it's really cool. Now you'll play Hiram in that ball game, but I know you know a few years ago you had to get the NCAA waiver to play that game early. Was there much of a problem getting that from the NCAA? Do you recall? The first year there wasn't, uh, but we actually have to get that every year okay. um, because D one's allowed to start like three days before us um, or a weekend before whatever. The, I don't know the exact timeline, but D one is allowed to start with us before us. So we like to couple with Xavier's first home game. So they get a good crowd for their first home game, and in turn, we get a good crowd for ours. So, But every year, it's become a bit more of an issue in, in the past couple of years in the NCAA to approve it, but they're still doing it, I'd say, a little reluctantly, though. All right, let's go back and talk about your job as Sports Information Director, Blake. When you took this thing over, 
It was the middle of last year. What have you learned about this job that you didn't know was going to be involved? I'd say the biggest thing I learned is how much I was going to rely on the co-ops. Um, I have two fantastic co-ops. We just added another unpaid intern. Um, but they are the reason that this job, we are capable of doing this job as, as sports information directors. And most places it's student workers. They got a little bigger crew, but they got less hours with their kids and they're not as bought in to doing the job. These guys, James and Darian, do an amazing job because they want to, because they like the job, not because I'm forcing them to, not because they're getting paid for it. Like, they they do a good job. I don't have to motivate them, which is great. Um, but that's probably the biggest thing that I didn't know and how much I'd have to learn how to use Photoshop, which I was terrible at. <laughs> have you mastered it yet? Not even close. <laughs> All right. Now, when you look at the other sports, I assume that football takes up a lot of your time as as the SID. Is it more than the combined other sports, or how would you say the percentages add up? Uh, I'd say right now, for my time personally, not as an office, but 50% of my time is spent doing stuff for football, and 50% is spent doing stuff for the other sports. But that being said, James and Darian spend probably 70% of their time on the other sports and 30% of their time on football. So it's kind of up and down. Um, I think football does, is the most demanding on me personally. It also gets the most media coverage, which is, is the biggest deal. All right. Now I'm going to let you take your SID hat off, put your color analyst hat back on. I know the game isn't being played. We're recording this on Friday. But what are the keys in your mind to Mount St. Joseph beating Rose Holman on the game Saturday? Stopping the run, um, protecting Chayton. I don't know whether or not Nuke's been cleared. I kind of doubt it. Um, that would be huge if he was. Uh, special teams. I think this is one of those games where whoever makes a big mistake is going to lose a game. A pick six, a punt return for a touchdown. Something. Somebody's going to get a uh, non-traditional score somewhere. Um, and I think that's going to have a big impact on the game because the very similar teams are probably a little bigger than us or probably a little more athletic. Um, they have a freshman quarterback. We have a sophomore starter. So we're really even all across the board. Um, Rose Holman's a very smart football team. They're smart. In every, obviously, it's the best engineering school in the country, but they're not going to beat themselves. So we got to play pretty clean football. To beat him. If we play an ugly game, there's no chance we win. So we got to keep it clean, keep chatting clean, and play really good sound gap, sound defense. That's that's my biggest key, I think. Well, we'll see how right you are. Thanks for joining us, Blake. Thanks, Dave. I appreciate it. Blake Watson's been our guest here at halftime. I'm Dave Mitchell. We'll be back with more from Terre Haute after this timeout. If you served honorably in our nation's armed forces and you're looking for a way to continue serving your fellow veterans and your community, then join AMVETS. Each year, AMVETS members volunteer millions of hours at VA healthcare facilities from coast to coast, helping to improve the lives of their fellow veterans through the VA Voluntary Services Program. AMVETS posts and departments also participate in a wide variety of community service projects, ranging from Americanism in our schools to supporting the Special Olympics and Boy Scouts of America. Even if you no longer wear the uniform today, you can still serve through the AMVETS by joining today at AMVETS.com. 
Did you know that scoliosis is a curvature of the spine that affects more than 6 million Americans? With no known cause, it most often turns up during adolescence. Early detection is key to successful treatment. That's why Shriners Hospitals for Children is reminding parents to have their kids' spines checked every year. Download our free Spine Screen app and do a quick check at home today. Well, your score here at halftime, 21-7. to Rose Holman on top of it, and they jumped out on the Mount St. Joseph Lions quickly with just 56 seconds into the football game. Garrett White collected in a 57-yard touchdown pass from Andrew Dion, and Matt Murray's kick was good, and Rose Holman was up 7 to nothing with 14.04 left to go in the first quarter. And it was only four minutes after that, with 10.07 left to go in the first quarter, Mount St. Joe was down 14 to nothing when Raymond Burtnick took in an eight-yard pass from Dion again. Murray added the extra point, and it was 14 to nothing. Rose Holman then, with a minute 35 left to go in the first quarter, scored on a Noah Thomas 12-yard run right up the middle. Murray added the extra point again, and it was 21 to nothing. But then Mount St. Joseph came back. Grayson Roberts, his fourth touchdown reception in the last two ball games, a 31-yard reception from Chayton Tomlin. Jerry Porter added the extra point, and with 8.09 left to go in the half, Mount St. Joseph was down 21-7. But they had other opportunities. Colby Webb intercepted a pass and then ended up fumbling it back to Rose Hallman when he was running it back on the interception. Tyler Hanna had an interception, and the drive stalled. So when you look at the opportunities that Mount St. Joseph has had in the first half, you would say that this game should be closer. And then Jerry Porter had a 26-yard field goal blocked at the end of the half, and that's why we stand here at 21-7. Taking a look at the stats in this ballgame, so far Rose Holman has outgained Mount St. Joe, especially in the first down stat. 14 first downs to just five for the Lions, and where they have done it is on the rush. They've got nine first downs to none on the ground for the Lions, and why is that? Because if you look at the net yards rushing, Rose Holman has 156 yards net running, while Mount St. Joseph has negative three. They are averaging less than a yard a carry on 10 carries in this first half. Wow. Rose Holman, 28 carries, 5.6 yards per carry. You cannot win football games if you rush the football for negative yardage. And that's what the Lions have done so far here today. 283 yards in total offense for Rose Holman compared to only 136 yards in total offense for the Lions on this windy Saturday afternoon. Andrew Dion, 14 of 24 passing for 127 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. Jayton Tomlin, 11 of 18 passing, 136 yards. He's got one touchdown pass and one interception. But here's the rushing totals. Corey Hastings, four carries, nine yards. Michael Tucker, one carry, four yards. Michael Williamson, one carry, negative one yard. Braden Tidd, on a sack, lost six yards. Chayton Tomlin has been sacked three times for nine yards in the negative category. And then for Rose Holman, Stanley Hogan, nine carries, 55 yards. Garrett White, nine carries, 40 yards. And Noah Thomas, three carries for 37 yards. Garrett White has caught five passes for 80 yards for Rose Holman. 
D.J. Martin, the leading receiver for the Lions, three catches for 39 yards. 21-7, to your score here at the half. I'm Dave Mitchell. We'll be back with the second half kickoff. Mount St. Joseph will get it. We'll do that after this timeout. This Mount St. Joseph football broadcast is made possible by The Wishbone on Delhi, Casa de Sassi in Apple Creek, The Inner Blessings Christian Bookstore, Murphy's Promotions, Mount St. Joseph University, and by JTAP Sports Bar. Please let these sponsors know you heard their name on Mount St. Joseph broadcast on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Did you know that scoliosis is a curvature of the spine that affects more than 6 million Americans? With no known cause, it most often turns up during adolescence. Early detection is key to successful treatment. That's why Shriners Hospitals for Children is reminding parents to have their kids' spines checked every year. Download our free Spine Screen app and do a quick check at home today. Phil Brown Field, I'm Dave Mitchell on Ultimate Sports Lock. Let's take a look at the scoreboard now around the Heartland Conference before we get this second half underway. Franklin beating up on Earlham now in the third quarter, 49-13. to Manchester is behind to Defiance College, 21-14. to And Wittenberg over Hiram, 17-10, to also inside the conference it is. And let's see, are there any other conference scores? No, we have no other conference scores showing up right now on the scoreboard here this afternoon. Rose Hallman is going to kick it off to start this second half of play. Back set to return for the Lions is Speakman and Glines back at their own goal line. The Lions, boy, the doctor would order right now taking the football down the field and scoring. Murray is going to have to have somebody hold the football on the tee and that is Vince Anderson who will be the holder so Murray with the wind kicking up to his back approaches the football and the second half is underway, it's a short kick taken in by Speakman at the 6 cuts to the near side, to the 10 to the 15, to the 20, now cuts it to the sideline, to the 25 and he's run out of bounds at the 26 yard line and that's where the Lions are going to start the second half first and 10 from their own 26-yard line, down on the scoreboard, 21-7. to Rose Hallman and Franklin tied for the top spot at 3-0 in the Heartland Conference, and Mount St. Joseph trying to claw their way back into this. They are have a 2-1 record, and they're all alone in third place. Martin comes out wide to the left. Tucker, slot left. Glines and Roberts out wide to the right-hand side. Williamson starting at running back here in the second half. Tomlin on first and 10 from his own 26. Looks things over defensively. Fake handoff, throw out to the right-hand side, complete to Tucker at the 31, make it the 32 before he is pushed out of bounds on the play by Justin Veliquez. So a gain of seven, make it six yards on the reception, brings up second down four for Tucker. Tomlin now 12 of 19 in the ball game. Second down, six yards to go. Tomlin still on the near hash mark. Trips out to the far side. 
He'll take the snap from center and drop straight back. Looks out to the right. Complete over the middle to Glines. Glines struggles forward. He's got the first down to the 39-yard line. Gain of five yards on the reception and a first down for the Lions on their initial drive here in the second half. And that's what the Lions need to do, quick hitters, but they've got to be able to run the football. They had negative three rushing yardage in the first half. Williamson to the left of Tomlin on first and ten from their own 38-yard line. Tomlin play action, throws it out to Tucker, and Tucker at the 41-yard line got the ball stripped away, but it goes out of bounds. The ball will be retained by the Lions, but it will be stopped at the 40-yard line. They just basically lost a yard on the fumble, so it's second down eight yards to go. Ball right at the 40. Tucker will leave the ball game. Martin is in to the contest. Coming out wide to the left is Mario Brown. Now Tucker drops his, or excuse me, Martin drops his mouthpiece not once but twice heading out to the right-hand side. Trips out to the right. Second and eight from the 40 of Mount St. Joseph. Handoff goes to Williamson. Williamson right up the middle, gains a yard out to the 41-yard line. So that's better than what they were doing in the first half. He picked up a yard, but still it brings up third down seven. Clock running here in the third quarter. We've just begun. Rain's supposed to be in the forecast tonight here in Terre Haute at about seven. I think we'll be done and out of here by then. Third down, seven yards to go for the Lions. Trips out to the far side. Same formation they've been running since the beginning of the second half. Tomlin rolls out to his right. Squares up. Throws over the middle. It is intercepted. He threw it behind Roberts and it was grabbed by one of the linebackers. John Poor. Just a poor throw. Pardon the pun by Tomlin. and Poor ended up going down to the turf behind Roberts and grabbing that interception. Second one of the afternoon thrown by Tomlin. So the drive stalls for Mount St. Joseph and taking it over at the 47-yard line of the Lions are the engineers. First and 10 for Andrew Dion and the rest of the engineers' offensive unit. Dion leading it out. Hands off up the middle to White, and White's going to be stacked up right at the line, and they may give his forward progress out to the 49-yard line for a gain of a yard. So it brings up second down and nine. Defense has to stiffen here for the Lions, and they're hustling up on the line of scrimmage. White gets the handoff around the left-hand side. He's going to be stacked up at the 45-yard line, down to the 44. They may give him down to the 43. He's right in the middle of the 44 and 43-yard line. So it brings up third down seven for the Engineers. Now's where the Lions defense has to get down into line of scrimmage. They're still moving around on that line. Now they get set. Dropping back Dion. Dion third and seven. Throw out into the flat. Incomplete. Tried to go to his intended receiver Noah Thomas. And really it was Speakman there. And also Julius Fisher Fisher, one of the DBs, a freshman out of St. Mary's, Ohio, that had a better track for the Lions of catching that football, but he couldn't grab hold of it. So fourth down, the Lions defense holds, and it's punting time for the Engineers. And Murray, who's got a 63-yard punt earlier today, is back into the ball game to punt it away from his own 44. Good snap, no rush. Gets the punt away, and Speakman is going to take it in at his 10-yard line on the fair catch. And that's where the Lions will start over first and 10 with 12.07 left to go in this third quarter of play. So the interception does not 
hurt the Lions by Tomlin, his second of the day. Jaden, one touchdown pass, two interceptions, 14 of 22 for 150 yards. And it's a good thing he's thrown for the 150 yards because the Lions have done nothing on the ground here this afternoon. Tomlin, empty backfield. Now Hastings comes in to play running back on this possession. Williamson was in the first time, and now Hastings is back in. Corey Ford rushes for nine yards in the first half. Tomlin, handoff on the draw to Hastings, right up the middle, across the 10, out to the 15. And they'll mark him just over the 15-yard line for a gain of five. Second and five for the Lions on a good first down run. Lions are still in this ballgame. They're only down by two scores, two touchdowns. And there's a lot of football left to be played on this Saturday afternoon. Hastings out of the pistol with Tomlin in front of him. Tomlin looking things over on second and five from the 15. Handoff to Hastings. Stop and go, and that's not his game. And he gets hit right at the 16 and no game. Hastings is better when he just puts his head down and runs. And that time he was doing a stop and go right at the line of scrimmage for no gain, and it's third down and a short five. Ball just inside the 16-yard line, 11-13 left to go in the third. Tomlin looking things over, play clock down to 15. High snap, fake handoff. Tomlin's going to throw it up to the right-hand side, complete to Roberts. Roberts at the 30, breaks with tackle, gets it out to the 35, and then is brought down at the 36-yard line by Brutovsky. Brutovsky lost the handle on the tackle earlier, and that reception of 20 yards gives the Lions a first down and they're out to the 36 yard line in their own territory first and 10 Tomlin out of the pistol fake handoff throws it out into the flat incomplete to Roberts boy Brutonski is really playing Roberts tough here this afternoon he is playing physical on Roberts and just not allowing him to run the patterns that he wants to run so second down, 10 yards to go on the incompletion. Trips out to the near side on second and 10. Ball at the 36-yard line. Tomlin looking things over, checking out the defense, takes the snap, drops straight back, looking upfield. Now he's going to run it up the middle. Now stops. He's going to lob it up the floor, up the field to Glines. Glines has got it into territory of the engineers at the 45 to the 42-yard line. 22-yard reception to Glines and another first down, and that was all Tomlin and Glines. They just got their messages sent to each other, and they picked up the first down on the little floater. So the ball at the 41-yard line of the Engineers. First and 10. Tomlin on the near hash mark with Hastings to his left. And he's going to hand it off to Hastings right up the middle to the 40-35. Puts his head down inside the 30, and he's going to take it down to the 27-yard line. 13-yard run for Corey Hastings, and the Lions have got something going offensively here with 10.06 remaining in the third quarter. And now Hastings is going to come out, and Tucker will check back into the ballgame. But Hastings giving this offense a lift here in the second half at the running back position. Tomlin with the ball at the 27 of the Engineers, down 21-7. Tomlin takes the snap with... Tucker to his left, handoff to Tucker, right up the middle, Tucker to the 26-yard line, struggles forward, and he'll be stopped right at the 26 for a gain of a yard. Tucker today, that's his second rush of the afternoon for five yards. 
Nine and a half minutes remaining in the third quarter and running. Second down, nine yards to go from the Engineers' 27-yard line. Tomlin with Tucker to his left. He's got two receivers out wide on both sides. Drops straight back. Tomlin looks to his left. He's going to throw it into the corner of the end zone. He's got a receiver. He's there, and he stepped out of bounds. The catch was made in the corner by D.J. Martin, but his first step was out of bounds. He couldn't get his feet inside the pylon, so it's incomplete. Normally that's the pass that they throw to Grayson, but they threw it to D.J. Martin that time, and he could not get his feet in bounds. So incomplete, and it's third and nine from the 27 of Rose Holman. Now Martin moves in motion to the far side, so they've got trips on the far side. And the Lions move Tucker in motion out of the backfield. Pump fake, Tomlin looking upfield, trying to get somebody to go downfield, rolling backwards, and he's just going to throw it away and into the track. Tomlin saw that there was nothing there, couldn't find anybody open upfield, and it's fourth down, nine yards to go for the Lions, and... At this point in time, 27, it'd be about a 44-yard attempt, and let's see what the Lions intend to do. And it looks like they're bringing in, they bringing in the field goal unit. I don't see Porter. There comes Porter. Yep, they're going to attempt the field goal. They're going to spot the ball at the 34-yard line, so this will be a 44-yard attempt for Porter. Ball right in the middle of the field, and the wind is blowing into his face. He's already missed one. It was blocked. So Porter trying the 44-yarder. This one up, blocked again, right up the middle. And it's taken in by Rose Holman. Rose Holman's got it at the 35. Taken in by one of the interior linemen out to the 39-yard line. And a flag is thrown over near the tackle. I think the Lions may have grabbed somebody by the face mask. That's the second time this afternoon that the rush has come right up the middle for the engineers. And they blocked the field goal attempt. It hadn't even gotten to the line of scrimmage on the two field goal attempts by Porter this afternoon. And let's see what this penalty is going to be. As the official. Personal foul against Rose Holman. It was a late hit against somebody after the tackle was made. So they'll move it back 15 yards and they will spot it at the 24 yard line and that's where the engineers will take over with 851 remaining in the third quarter of play 21-7 so two possessions by the lions and they are unable to come with thing here in this second half still down 21 to 7 so dion leads the engineers offense onto the field first and 10 from their own 24 Dion drops straight back, looking upfield. Plenty of time. He's going to be hit as he throws, and it's incomplete. Tried to get the ball to Thomas, but he got hit immediately as he was throwing the football and threw it at the feet of Thomas. So it's second down, 10 yards to go from the 24. They say rain's coming in here tonight, but boy, I'll tell you what, you would not guess it for this afternoon's weather. On second and 10, handoff to White. White cuts it out to the near side, and he's going to be hit at the 30 and run out of bounds right there after a gain of six on the carry. Well, will mark him just shy of the 30 at the 29. So a gain of five, and it's third and five for Rose Holman. It's their 125th anniversary of football here at the university, the Institute of Technology. So it's third and five as they're trying to 
make their alumni happy. Dion's going to keep it right up the middle. He's going to be hit at the line and dropped immediately on the play. Colby Webb was in there along with Nate Stark. Boy, what a nice play by the linebackers of the Lions. Gain of about two on the play for Dion. Boy, that's a kind spot. And it brings up fourth down along two. And Murray will come in to punt the football away for the Engineers. Speakman will drop back, set to return this punt. Slow snap from center, but Murray gets it away. End over end kick that will hit at the 30. Speakman's going to come in, take it at the 25 to the 30, right up the middle to the 35. Flag down, thrown. I think they're going to get the Lions for a block in the back. Speakman took it back out to the 39-yard line, and now the officials are going to talk it over, but I would be willing to say that it will be a block in the back against the Lions. And as the official, it was a block in the back against the Lions, and it was right there as plain as day. And the official saw it immediately and threw the flag. So... The return by Speakman is negated by the block in the back. And they will mark it back inside the 20 to the 18-yard line. So that's where the Lions will start at first and 10 at their own 18-yard line with 7.43 remaining in this third quarter. The Lions, you can't say that they have not had their opportunities because they have, but they've just not been able to capitalize on them. Tomlin with the Offense out on the field. Receivers out wide on both sides. Hastings back in the backfield for the Lions. And the pass out into the right flat. Complete to Glines. And Glines runs out of bounds at the 25-yard line. Gain of seven on the reception to A.J. Glines. His second catch of the afternoon. And it brings up second down and 13 yards to go. Glines. Catch that. Check that. That's his sixth catch of the afternoon. So second and three. Hand off to Hastings. Hastings is going to be hit right at the 25 and drop. Loss of about a half a yard. Just no run blocking at all today by the offensive line of the Lions. They may just have to forego the running game here. Maybe just to keep Rose Holman honest every once in a while. But they may just have to go strictly with the pass to try to win this game. 6.57 and running left to go in the third quarter. Lions down by two touchdowns. 21-7. Dropping back Tomlin. Tomlin on third and three. Throws it out to Hastings and Hastings dropped the ball and then got hit immediately for his efforts by Mike Henry from Lesby, Maryland, one of the linebackers. So, the incompletion makes it fourth down, four yards to go. And it's punting time again for the Lions. They have not been able to sustain many drives here this afternoon. Porter has got to rush in from clear upfield. He'll run about 50 yards to get onto the field in time to punt this football away. Play clock down to eight. Good snap. Porter is going to get it away, and it's a high spiral that Brutowski is going to take in at his 31. Cuts it to the near side, and he's run out of bounds 
at the 36-yard line. Timeout on the field, 6.37 left to go in the third quarter. It's the Engineers 21, Mount St. Joseph 7. You want to advance your career through education, but you don't want to disrupt family commitments or a busy work schedule. Mount St. Joseph University can help. The Mounts School of Business offers a Master's of Science degree in organizational leadership with face-to-face classes every third Saturday. The MSOL program is a multidisciplinary master's program that focuses on values-based leadership, helping you develop professional knowledge and skills with courses in organizational leadership and business. Learn more at msj.edu slash msol. Well, Burton, it caught a pass from Dion while you were away, taking it from the 36 out to the 43-yard line. So a gain of seven brings up second down and three. Dion on second and three drops straight back. No rush at all. He's going to throw the ball upfield. He's got a receiver, and it is complete on the play to Murphy, and Murphy takes it in for the score. Another defensive mix-up in the backfield by the Lions, and Murphy took it in from 57 yards out, and it's another score for Rose Holman, and they lead it now 27-7. to You just cannot have any defensive lapses like that in the backfield when you're trying to come back in a ball game. So Murray will come in to attempt the extra point. Murray, this afternoon, has not missed one. He's missed a field goal, but he has not missed an extra point. Puts that one up, and he puts it through. 6.06 remaining to go in this third quarter, and your score, it's the Engineers 27, Mount St. Joseph. Seven. The Major League Baseball playoffs are right around the corner. The Cleveland Indians are attempting to go one step further than last year, while the Cincinnati Reds work to get where the Indians are. I'm Dave Mitchell. Join Mark Donahue and I every Monday night at 9 o'clock for the Ohio Baseball Weekly Show on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Mark and I will discuss both teams and the stories around the games. Join us Monday nights at 9 p.m. for the Ohio Baseball Weekly Show or anytime on iTunes or archived on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Well, that should be a very interesting show on Monday night. The Indians coming back yesterday from an 8-3 to deficit to the New York Yankees and winning that game in extra innings. 9-8 to on Jan Gomes' double down the left field line. So the Indians up on the Yankees 2 to nothing, And they'll play again on Monday. 6.06 remaining in the third period of play here from Rose Holman. And it's 28-7. to The Engineers with the lead here in this third quarter after that 57-yard touchdown pass to Murphy. So Murray now will kick it away. It'll be taken in by Speakman at his 6. It's right up the middle to the 10. Now cuts it to the far side to the 20, 25, stutter steps, and he'll be run out of bounds at the 27-yard line. So the Lions, now they really need to get something going offensively. Just under 6 minutes remaining in the third period. Next week, the Lions will be at home. Blake and I will be on the air with the pregame show at 1 o'clock. We'll be back to our regular 1.30 kickoffs for the rest of the season. 5.59 remaining in this third quarter. Cooper Earls late getting in off the bench onto the field, and he lines up wide left. Ball on the far hash mark. Dual receivers. Fake handoff to Hastings. Throw. Intercepted. Intercepted by number 12, Alec Thompson. And Thompson is going to run it in for the score. And a flag is thrown as soon as he 
cut into the end zone. 20-yard interception return, and it is now 34-7. to And this one is turning ugly very, very quickly. And let's see who the penalty is going to be against. I think they're going to come over and talk to Ty Hopperton. They may throw somebody out of the ballgame here. They're going over talking to Ty Hopperton about it. And now it's, I stand corrected. They're just talking to Hop. Touchdown is going to be good. It's unsportsmanlike conduct called against Rose Hallman. So they were just asking Hop if he wanted it on the extra point or if he wanted it on the kickoff. And it will be assessed at the kickoff. Boy, this one has turned ugly quickly. 34 to 7. Rose has taken advantage of their scoring opportunities today while the Lions have not. Murray, again, trying to stay perfect on the afternoon on the extra points. And that kick is up, and it is good. 5.51 left to go in the third. It's now 35 to 7. Rose Holman. Family owned and operated, Casa de Sassi is built on timeless principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Your trust is vitally important, which is why Casa de Sassi takes care of you like part of their family. With timeless values, their products are made to resemble the classic old world Italian style. They offer granite, ledgestone, limestone, and more. Providing a quality product is just the beginning of the care you get from Casa de Sassi in Apple Creek. Call now, 330-830-9760. Well, 35-7 is your score now with 5.51 left to go in the third period of play. And Rose Holman, boy, just in a span of a minute, they have just totally deflated the hopes here of Mount St. Joseph. So they will kick the football off and they'll mark it back to the 20-yard line because of the unsportsmanlike conduct called after the touchdown was made. So Murray will kick it off from his own 20-yard line. We're going to check some scores coming up after this kickoff. Speakman back set to return. And Speakman will give it up to Glines at the 25. To the 30, Glines right up the middle to the 35 and out to the 40. And he'll be stacked up and down right at the 40-yard line. And that is where Mount St. Joseph will start. And let's check out some scores here before we have the first play from the line of scrimmage by the Lions on this possession here in the third quarter of play. Franklin winning easily over Earlham 56-13 to to keep track with Rose Holman if they end up winning this game, which right now it looks like they will. Defiance College over Manchester 21-14 to in their game. Wittenberg beating up on Hiram out of the conference 31-10. to And Wilmington losing to Baldwin-Wallace 9-7. to Right up the middle, Tucker. Tucker takes it off the right tackle and he'll gain a couple of yards out to the from the 41 yard line out to the 43 so it brings up second down 8 yards to go this has been a day where the Lions just have not taken advantage of their opportunities Tomlin rolls out to the left looks upfield he's going to throw it out to the left hand side complete to Martin at midfield and he's close to a first down and that will leave him about a yard shy as they say he skips out of bounds just shy of the 50 
So it'll bring up third down and a long yard. Ball just shy of the 50-yard line for the Lions. And it's third down, call it a long yard. Tucker in the backfield to the right of Tomlin. Trips out to the far side. Clock running with a minute 50 to go in the third quarter. Tomlin, hand off to Tucker. Tucker off the left tackle, struggles forward, bounces off the scrum, and he's going to be hit behind the line of scrimmage then after he bounced off the scrum, but they'll give him his forward progress right back to the line of scrimmage. So no gain on the play. Fourth and about a yard, and the Lions will put the football away. This has been one of those games where you wish you could just go get back on the bus, ride around for about an hour, and then come back and get dressed and start all over again. So with 4.15 left to go, Porter is going to kick the football away from near midfield. Brutovsky back set to return. No rush. Porter gets it away, and he hangs one high. Brutovsky's going to let it hit at about the 20-yard line. It'll take a Rose Holman bounce and be down at the 24-yard line. Well, after years in the same location, the Wishbone Tavern moved. You could join them at their new location, which is right behind their old location on Delhi Avenue in the Delhi Plaza. But only their location is changing because they're still serving the best wings and burgers in town and offer a relaxed family-style atmosphere. It's got a full menu of fresh ingredients, hand-breaded appetizers, and great wings. Your mouth is going to water from the time you walk in the door. The Wishbone Tavern is part of the community, providing fundraisers and sponsoring local events like Mount St. Joseph football. The Wishbone Tavern open every day at 11. And don't forget, they moved into the new location right behind their old location on Delhi Avenue in the Delhi Plaza. Dion kept the ball in the quarterback keeper right up the middle, gained nothing, stopped right at the 25-yard line. A lot of motion going on for the engineers, switching from one side to the other, 19 still remaining on the play clock, so they've got a lot of time to shift players back and forth. Hogan's into the ball game now, and Rose Holman trying to get the play in. Now five seconds left on the play clock. And now Rose Holman's going to take a timeout. They were basically forced to because they couldn't get the play in in time. And Like I said, they had guys moving in motion all over the place. And immediately Jerry Sokol moved over and wanted to talk to his running back, Hogan, who's in the ballgame now. Boy, Dion has just played outstanding football today. For a guy who wasn't supposed to start the game and did, he's 16 of 28 for 191 yards passing, three touchdowns, two interceptions. But Hogan and White, they have done an outstanding job. 105 yards of combined rushing between the two on 21 carries this afternoon. 319 remaining in this third quarter. And after that timeout, the first of the second half by the engineers. Remember, they used most of their timeouts in the first quarter earlier today. Spread formation, empty backfield. Dion now will move men in motion, and they'll reset the offense. Hogan moves from a wide-out spot, now back behind Dion in the backfield. Handoff goes to Hogan. Hogan right up the middle to the 25-26, and he'll be brought down at the 27, maybe the 28-yard line. So a gain of three on the carry brings up third down and seven yards to go for the Engineers. Ball just shy of the 29-yard line. 35-7, we're under three minutes and running in the third. Rose Hallman with the lead. They drop back. 
Hallman throws it out to Burtnick, and Burtnick dropped the pass. It might have been partially tipped at the line of scrimmage, and it came out to Burtnick, and Burtnick just could not pick pick it up near his knees and drop the pass. So it's incomplete, fourth and seven. And Rose Holman will go ahead and punt the ball away, up by 28. Speakman, who really has taken over the return chores for the Lions over the last couple of weeks, back set to return on this punt from Murray, and Murray gets a boomer away. Speakman goes back to his own 22 and picks it up, cuts it to the far side to the 30, and he'll be dropped at the 32 after a 10-yard return. That was a 50-yard punt with a return of 10, so a net punt yards of 40 for Murray. He doesn't look like much when he punts it, but boy, does it boom off his foot. So the ball at the 33-yard line is where they've got it marked. First and 10 for the Lions. Martin comes out to the left-hand side. Mario Brown out wide right. Ball on the far hash mark. Tomlin with Hastings right behind him in the backfield. Who's starting at that running back position on this possession. Fake handoff. Throw out into the flat. It's incomplete to Glines. Roberts did not get the block that he's supposed to on that little bubble screen. And it was almost intercepted by Thomas. Now Roberts is going to leave the ball game. And checking back in to the contest is D.J. Martin. Mario Brown is out wide left. Martin slot left. Hastings to the left of Tomlin. Out of the pistol formation. Glines and Roberts out to the far side. Second and ten from the 33-yard line of Mount St. Joseph. Rolling out is Tomlin. Tomlin looking upfield. He's got a receiver incomplete. Boy, that ball just hung in the air to Martin, and it was eventually knocked to the turf by Justin Velasquez. So it's 35-7, 2.32 left to go in this third quarter. And the Lions are doing what they have to do. They've got to throw the football to try somehow, some way, to get themselves back into this ballgame. Third down 10 from the Lions' 33-yard line. Snap goes to Tomlin. Tomlin takes a step into the pocket, throws it over the middle, complete to Glines. Glines at midfield, and he's inside the 50 to the 48-yard line, and a first down on the 19-yard reception to A.J. Glines, and it's first and 10 for the Lions in Rose-Holman territory at the 48. Boy, Tomlin stepped right up in the pocket and threw a bullet to Glines on the square end. So it's first and ten for the Lions at the Holman 48-yard line. Tomlin's going to throw the fade up the right side to Roberts. Roberts has got it at the 20 and stepped out of bounds. Inside the 20, somewhere around the 15-yard line is where they're going to mark him. Down at the 16-yard line. 32 yards on the reception and a first down for the Lions at Rose Holman's 16-yard line. Boy, these officials start to Clark quickly before those chains ever get set. Hastings with the ball, or excuse me, next to Tomlin. Tomlin drops back. He's going to run up the middle. He's going to be hit and dropped. That is four sacks this afternoon. Rose Holman came in with a plus 18 in the sack department. Well, it's now plus 22 because they have four sacks here this afternoon. 
A minute 30 left to go in the third quarter. Five-yard loss back to the 21-yard line. So it's second and 15 for the Lions. Hastings to the right of Tomlin. As the clock continues to run, the engineers lead at 35 to 7. Play clock inside 10. Now moving in motion to the near side is Glines. Dropping back is Tomlin. Tomlin steps into the pocket, rolls to the left. Now runs perpendicular to the line of scrimmage, cuts inside the 20 to the 15 to the 10, and he's going to be pushed out of bounds, and a flag is going to be thrown on Rose Holman. Brandon Volmerding, a senior linebacker from Fort Wayne, pushed Tomlin. It really wasn't much, but they like to protect the quarterbacks at any level, and Tomlin was actually out of bounds by about a step, but it really wasn't much of a push by Volmerding, but it's going to be a personal foul called against Rose Holman. The Lions had the ball at the 10-yard line, and you can tell the crowd here at Rose Holman doesn't like it. i got to be honest. I, that, that's one of those that they probably shouldn't have just stuck in their hip pocket and let go. So they'll take it half the distance to the goal line. Ball at the 5-yard line. First and goal for the Lions with 54 seconds left in this third quarter. Hastings to the right of Tomlin. Ball in the near hash mark. Receivers out wide on both sides. High snap to Tomlin, pulls it down, gets it off to Hastings, right up the middle, takes it to the four, to the three, and he'll be taken down at the two-yard line with 39 seconds left to go in the third quarter. So a three-yard gain by Hastings, second and goal. Lions would like to get this playoff, and they're going to have to because there's about a half a second difference between the play clock and the game clock. And I mean virtually about a half a second. So Tomlin on second and goal from the two. Hastings to his left. Handoff goes to Hastings off right guard. He's going to take it in close to the goal line. He's going to be down at the one-yard line. This is one of these parts in the ball game where you tell your offensive line, you're going to do it or we're not going to do it. We'll find out if they do it in the fourth quarter. We played three, and your score from Terre Haute, it's the Engineers 35, Mount St. Joseph 7. It was 7th grade, February. I was at a friend's birthday party but texted my mom to pick me up early. I wasn't feeling well. That was Friday night. By Monday morning, I was in the ER and said my last words for the next five weeks. Maddie was a healthy 12-year-old athlete, so we were shocked how quickly she declined. Her medical team took extreme measures to save her life and get her healthy again. Maddie has an athlete spirit, and thanks to her diligence in rehab, she rejoined her class in 8th grade. I was determined to get back to school and rejoin my teams. Sports taught me what it takes to stay in the game, and that to me is winning. We had no idea flu could be so serious, but the great news is it's preventable. Yearly flu vaccinations for the whole family help us all stay in the game. And now every birthday reminds us of how grateful we are to be in the winner's circle. Protect yourself and your family from the flu. Visit FamiliesFightingFlu.org. 35-7 to 7 as we open up the fourth and final period of play here from Rose Holman Institute of Technology in Terre Haute, Indiana. I'm Dave Mitchell. Thank you for joining us this afternoon on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Third and goal for the Lions. Ball resting just outside the one-yard line of Rose Holman. 
Hastings in the ball game right next to Tomlin. Ball on the far hash mark. Lines going from left to right across your computer screen. Now Hastings moves in motion out of the backfield to the near side. Tomlin is going to throw the ball on a slant in, and it is intercepted. Knocked in the air on the slant in, and Rose Holman read it perfectly. They knew exactly what was coming, and it was intercepted by Kalen Garner. Garner, a senior linebacker, 5'10", from Ocean Springs, Mississippi. So the third interception of the day for Chayton Tomlin turns the Lions away on first and goal. And Rose Holman will have it at their own three-yard line. So it's first down 10 for Rose Holman. And now I think Rose Holman has taken a timeout. Now, no, they haven't. It's just taken the officials that long to start the play clock. It's just now down to 16. So Dion leading his way out on the field. Now check out. Now Lapin is into the ball game. The man expected to start this game, Parker Lapin, into the lineup, and the handoff goes right up the middle to White. White now cuts it off left tackle across the five, out to the eight-yard line for a gain of five. Parker Lapin, a junior 5'11", 175-pounder from San Diego, California. Now, Dion is from Woodland Hills, California. You know you've got a great engineering department when you're bringing kids in from California to play football. But there are not many D3 schools west of the Mississippi. Keep that in mind. So that's why a lot of the kids from the West Coast come east to play Division Three football. White in the backfield behind Lapin. Has movement all over the place. Handoff goes to White. White's going to take it up to about the 8-yard line, and he'll be stopped after about a yard gain, and it's third down. Call it four yards to go for the engineers. The Lions just have had several opportunities today, and they have been turned turned away at each one, either by themselves, by Rose Holman, or a combination of both. 13.45 and running. Left to go. Now Dion is back into the ballgame. Dion is back in, and he's running the offense. Maybe he just couldn't find his helmet. Handoff up the middle goes to White. White across the 10, out to the 12. And he's going to be shy of the first down by about a yard. Boy, a lot of extracurricular activities. Burtnick and Tyler Hanna got tied up over near the Rose Holman sideline, and the officials just let it go. And that's why you heard the crowd go absolutely bonkers. They wanted a penalty called against Hanna. So it's fourth down in a yard. Dion lines up under center, and it looks like they're just going to try to draw Mount St. Joseph off. Play clock down to nine as Dion looks over to the side, and I think the coach is going to take a timeout. As soon as it hits one, the play clock hits one, and he does take a timeout, and we will also. 12.47 left to go. In this ballgame, your score, the Engineers 35, Mount St. Joseph 7. Inner Blessings, Christian Books and Gifts, located on Cincinnati's west side, serving the tri-state area for 19 years. Cincinnati's one-stop shop for Christian books, gifts, art, music, and much more. Special orders are welcome. Find a new Bible in any version. 
find books on devotionals, comfort and grief, prayer, marriage, and inspiration, praise and worship music with instrumentals, greeting cards, jewelry, even clothing. Enhance your walk with the Lord with Inner Blessings Christian Books and Gifts on 4002 Harrison Avenue in Cincinnati. Open Tuesday through Saturday, closed Sunday and Monday. So it is fourth down and a yard to go, and after thinking about it, Jerry Sokol, the seventh-year head coach from Rose Holman, decides to punt the football away, so Murray checks in. He'll punt it out of his own end zone on fourth and one. Dropping back Speakman near midfield to return this one. It's a low line drive kick. It's going to hit one of the upbacks for Rose Holman and be downed at the 37-yard line. So not a very good kick of only 27 yards by Murray, one of his worst of the day. Remember, he had a 63-yarder earlier. So 12.39 left to go in this ballgame. It is 35-7. Mount St. Joe down on the scoreboard. Mount Union beating Heidelberg 63-7 today. Franklin over Earlham 56-19. Defiance beating Manchester 21-14. And those are the extent of the scores we have from inside the HCAC. We'll tell you some other scores here in a second. Tomlin with the ball resting at the 37-yard line of Rose Holman. Rolls out to his right. Gets away from one tackler. Cuts it out to the right. Now throws it off to the right-hand side and it is incomplete. Almost intercepted by John Poor, the senior DB from Fort Wayne, Indiana, but he could not pick it up off the turf. A couple of other scores outside the area. Wittenberg over Hiram, 38-10. Baldwin-Wallace beating Wilmington 17-14. Ashland College won this afternoon. Ashland University, I should say. As they won their ball game, 38-13. Handoff off the left-hand side. And it goes to Tucker. Tucker takes it inside the 30 down to the 32-yard line. 38-13, Yashland over Northern Michigan University. Defiance over Manchester, 21-14. Those are the extent of the scores we've got this afternoon. Third down, five yards to go from the 32-yard line of Rose Holman. Pass thrown out into the flat. Tucker fell down, and it's intercepted again. Intercepted again by Alec Thompson. Thompson picks up the interception. That is his, for Tomlin, that is his fourth interception of the day. And two of them, really, in all honesty, have not been Chayton's fault. That time Tucker just fell down. The ball was right to him. He fell down, and Thompson came in from behind and caught the ball before it hit the turf. Clock stopped with 11.52 remaining in the ball game. So Rose Holman will come out with Dion White to his left out of the pistol formation. 11.52 remaining in this ballgame. Dion on the inside handoff to White. White takes it off right tackle, and he goes to the 30-yard line for a gain of about a yard, second and nine. This has been one of those games that you may just pack up the tape and say, we're not even going to look at this anymore. 
very, very disappointing ball game this afternoon for the Lions. Now Rose Holman, in order to take care of some of their time clock situation, they're going to huddle up. Then they break at the 10-second mark. Dion hands it off around the left-hand side to White. White to the 30, and he'll be brought down at the 34, and a flag is thrown near the line of scrimmage. It'll probably be another hold against Rose Holman. That's the one thing that they have not done well here today. They have had a lot of penalties. And that is one thing that they do not want to get into a habit of doing, especially in a couple weeks when they have got Franklin coming to town. Next week, the Lions are home for Earlham. We'll be on the air with the pregame show at 1.30. Kickoff at, or excuse me, pregame show at 1. Kickoff at 1.30 on UltimateSportsTalk.com. 11.04 remaining to go in the ballgame. 35-7, Rose Holman has been in control of this game since the opening kickoff. And they have got the football first and check that second and 20. Back to their own 20-yard line. Dion, handoff up the middle. White's got it. Takes it right back to the original line of scrimmage and no gain. Tackle made by Zach Taylor. Spencer Kandra in on that tackle also. So it's third down and about 20 yards to go. 10-20 remaining in the ball game. Dion looking over to the side. Moving in motion to the near side is Iacana. And the handoff goes to White. White across the 20, out to the 21-yard line. And on 4th and 20, Garrett White picks up a yard. It'll be 4th down, 19 yards to go. And it's punting time for the fighting engineers of Rose Holman. This is a beautiful facility here. It's not the easiest thing to find. It's embarrassing, but I ended up at Indiana State first. And they told me, nope, you got to go the other direction. I was just following what my GPS told me. So Murray's going to punt the football away from his own 22. Low snap, and Murray has it. And he's going to kick a high end over end kick that Speakman lets hit at his 40. He'll pick it in on the bounce at the 33-yard line. Cuts to his right. Now back to his left to the 40. 45, 50, 55. Takes it to the 45, to the 40, to the 30, to the 20, to the 10, up the far side. And he's going to be dropped at the 9-yard line. What a return by Speakman. He just made one move and then outran everybody. And it's first and 10 for the Lions inside Rose Holman's 10-yard line. Well, the Lions have not given up hope. 9.04 remaining to go in the football game. And the Lions are down 35-7. to If they can come up with a way to score four quick touchdowns in the next nine minutes, we've got overtime. <laughs> Ball right at the 10-yard line. So it's first and goal. The Lions... Have it first and 10 at the 35-yard line, or the 10-yard line, excuse me. Ohio State's leading Maryland 
early in the first quarter, seven to nothing from the horseshoe in Columbus. Tid's into the ball game now for Tomlin. Tid going to throw the fade pattern to Roberts and threw it out of bounds. Tid started the ball game in case you missed it. He was one of two in the first possession that the Lions had for three yards. Not sure why he started the ball game. There's a lot of rumors and innuendo going around up here in the press box, but we won't go into those. But Tomlin did not start. Tid did. But then Tomlin came in in the second possession. Tid, handoff to Pearson. Pearson into the ball game for the first time today. Running back takes it off left tackle. And Darius Pearson has it down to the eight-yard line. Darius Pearson, a junior, 5'9", 200 pounds from Pickerington. And he's into the lineup in the backfield right now. Wholesale substitutions for St. Joseph. 8.35 remaining to go in this ballgame. Tid barking things out. Fake handoff. He's going to run the ball to the right. Looking up the middle, and he's going to be hit and dropped. Mike Riley got in there and along with Andrew Hess. And it's third and goal from the 12-yard line. Is it third or it's fourth and goal? Excuse me. Fourth down goal to go. And the Lions will send in the punting unit. Now check it. Now it's going to be the field goal unit as the holder comes out. So the Lions will try the field goal. Charlie Mullins, the holder, and he's going to spot it at the 19-yard line. So this will be a 29-yard attempt. Porter has had two field goals blocked this afternoon. Right up the middle. Right up the gut. And now a timeout will be called. And that's going to be called by Ty Hopperton and the Mount St. Joseph Lions. 7.41 left to go in the ballgame. Your score. The Engineers 35 and Mount St. Joseph 7. If you like great food at a great price and great company, JTAP Sports Bar and Grill on Glenway is the place. The official home for Mount St. Joseph Lions football before and after every game. Pete and his staff provide fast and attentive service with the food and their excellent craft beer selection with 20 different names on tap. On Sundays, JTAPS has the NFL Sunday ticket with a different game on each screen. Monday is wing night, Tuesday is boneless night, and Wednesday is gyro night. Open at 11 a.m. every day at JTAPS Sports Bar and Grill on 6441 Glenway Avenue in Cincinnati. Your home for Mount St. Joe Lions football. Well, it will not be Jerry Porter attempting this field goal. It will be Naraya. Brooks, Naraya Brooks is going to attempt the field goal, and he puts it up, and it is good. So the field goal by Naraya Brooks, a 29-yarder, goes right through the uprights, and that makes the score 35-7. to Make it 35-10, to excuse me, after that field goal. With 7.37 left to go in the ballgame. Lions will be home next week. For Earlham, and Earlham was losing big this afternoon to the other team that is in first place in the conference, that being Franklin. As we look, it's 56-26. That's a final now. Franklin winning at 56-26 over Earlham. Earlham is winless coming into next week's ballgame. Baldwin Wallace over Wilmington, 24-14. Wittenberg beating up on Hiram, 38-10 to in the second quarter. Manchester is coming back against Defiance. They're down 21-20 to in Northwest Ohio. 
Mount Union over Heidelberg, 63-7. to And it was Ashland U beating Northern Michigan this afternoon, 38-13. to So Lee Owens' crew at Ashland University continues on their winning ways. 7.37 remaining to go in this ball game, 35-10. to Brooks is going to squib it up the field, and it will be taken in by one of the upbacks on a fair catch, Alec Thompson, for Rose Holman. And Rose Holman will start first and 10 at their own 30-yard line. Well, you cannot say that the Lions did not have their opportunities today because they did. They had several opportunities in the game, just could not convert any of them and get themselves back into this ball game. It has been all Rose Hallman with the exception of about five minutes in that second period of play. Dion moving a man in motion and he gives the football off to Thomas and Thomas on the jet stopped and tried to cut it up the middle. Takes it out for about a one-yard, well, about a yard loss on the play, and it'll bring up second and 11. Back to the 29-yard line. 7-19 remaining in the ballgame. And ever since the one-minute mark of this game, when Rose Holman scored 56 seconds into it, you knew the Lions were in trouble. They have just come out here this afternoon, and they first big game that they've played this season and came out flat. Dion, handoff up the middle, goes to White, White across the 30, and he may have gotten to the 31. They'll spot him right at the 31. So a gain of about a yard on the play. It'll bring up second and nine. Six thirty and running, left to go in the ball game. Third down, nine yards to go for the Engineers. Trips out to the near side as we hit the 6-10 mark now. A lot of motion going on. Iacona moves from one side to the other. So does Thomas. Thomas, fake handoff to him, and Dion keeps it right up the middle. Across the 35, out to the 36. On third and nine, he picks up three. It brings up third down and about five yards to go. And that means it will be punting time, you would think, for Rose Holman here. And let's see what they decide to do. They will. They'll bring in Murray and punt the football away on fourth and five. Ball at the 36-yard line. Hopefully the weather stays as nice as it was today next week when the Lions come home and face Earlham. I want to tell you about the basketball broadcast schedule that we've got coming up. Murray is going to kick the football away and he is going to get hit and a flag is going to be thrown and whether or not it's running into the kicker or roughing the kicker that'll be a first down because even if it's running into the kicker the five yarder is going to be enough for the first down. It's running into the kicker the five yard penalty will still be enough for the first down and Rose Holman will get it back. Could not see who it was that ran into the kicker, but they did. Murray went down to the turf. I mean, it was a great Academy Award-winning performance, but 
he still got hit. So 5.19 remaining to go in the football game. Ann Lapin is coming in to take over the quarterbacking duties again. So Parker Lapin comes into the ball game. Ball resting at the 41-yard line after the penalty. First and 10 for the engineers. Handoff goes to Hogan, and Hogan is going to be drugged down from behind at the 42-yard line by Nate Stark after just a gain of a yard. Ball at the 42-yard line. Tyler Hannan on that tackle also. Second down, nine yards to go. Under five minutes and running left in the ball game. Ball at the 42. Next week, for Rose Hallman, they are going to be at Manchester. So it looks like Franklin and Rose Hallman are going to go into that game two weeks from now, both undefeated. Hand off to Hogan. Hogan into Mount St. Joseph territory across the 45 to the 50 to the 45-yard line. Gain of about 15 on the carry, but there's a flag thrown right at the line of scrimmage. I think you're going to have a holding penalty against Rose Holman's offensive line. No, it's a chop block. Chop block against Rose Holman. So instead of a first down... The chop block 15-yard penalty will take it back inside Rose Holman territory to the 31-yard line. Then it will bring up second down and 20. Ohio State leading their ball game this afternoon. That one just began at the shoe, but now they lead it 13 to nothing. Akron over Ball State, 14 to three. South Dakota is leading Youngstown State 21-14 to today. So there's some scores that you're brought up on. We'll go over the scoreboard coming up on our postgame show after this one is over. 4.08 left to go. Dropping back, Lapin. Lapin's going to run the ball up the middle on a designed quarterback keeper to the 40, 45, and he's spun down by Gavin Edmondson at the 45-yard line. Gain of 15 yards on the carry, but he's still shy of the first down. It'll bring up third down and seven yards to go make it about six yards to go needs to get to the 49 ball at the 45 Lapin is going to throw it out into the right flat incomplete no chance for the intended receiver Richie Tamberini to catch that ball so it's fourth down six yards to go and what will Rose Holman decide to do they just kind of Nope, they're going to go ahead and looks like they're going to punt the ball away. Jerry Sokol was thinking about it and then decided, well, let's just go ahead and get rid of it and get it out of our territory. 3.38 and running left to go in this ball game. 25-point Rose Holman lead, 35-10. to 10. Good snap to Murray. Murray kicks it away. Low line drive that Speakman will take in at his 17. Cuts it to the right, now to the left, across the 20, out to the 23, and that's where the Lions Speakman will go down. 328 left to go in the ballgame. Your score, the Engineers 35, Mount St. Joseph 10. 
Are you a small business owner that wants more customers? Of course. What business wouldn't? I'm Dave Mitchell. What if I told you I could help you increase your customer base, possibly 2,000%? You'd wonder how, right? OneCom Media can give you all the details. We can show you how to increase your customer base and give you a great return on your investment for your website. This means more customers, more business, and more money in your pocket. Get more details by calling me at OneCom Media. The number is 513-268-2799. Increase your customers with OneCom Media. 513-268-2799. Well, Tid on first down throws it out into the left flat to Treon Taylor. Taylor catches it at about the 22-yard line and struggles forward out to the 30 to the 31-yard line. So a gain of eight on that pass catch, and it brings up second and two as we hit the three-minute mark in the ballgame. Second down, two yards to go. Tid, handoff up the middle by to Pearson, and Pearson will take it across the 31, out to the 32, maybe the 33. He's close to the first down as he has stopped right there. So he is close to the first down. And they're going to say that he got the first down. So the ball at the 33-yard line. Pearson with the first down. Darius, fake hand off to him. Tid throws it out into the flat, and it is incomplete to Deshaun Shepard now who's into the ball game. A sophomore 6-3 from Indianapolis, Indiana. So he's close to home here this afternoon. Probably has some fans in the stands. So it trips out to the far side for the Lions. 229 left to go in the ballgame. Tid, the junior quarterback, sophomore quarterback, excuse me, looking things over. Hand off to Pearson. Pearson around the left-hand side. He's going to be hit at the line and dropped right there. No gain for Pearson. And it will bring up third and ten. Good traveling crowd today by the Lion fans. I'm sure some of you sitting at home listening to this one here today. And it has been a disappointing trip. Probably a listen to here this afternoon. Two minutes to go in the ballgame. Tid on third and ten. Looking upfield, he'll be hit and dropped. By my recollection, that's the fifth sack of the afternoon by this defensive line for Rose Hallman. Loss of three, fourth and 14, back to the 29-yard line, and it's punting time again for the Lions. Porter will come in to punt the football away. 1.30 left to go in this football game. 35-10 to 10 is the score. Porter... Gets it away, and that's his best punt of the day. Boy, a high hanger that'll be grabbed at the 30-yard line by Kyrie Falker. And Falker runs out of bounds with it right at the 30-yard line. So I would anticipate that Rose Hallman will just go ahead and down the football. Take the victory formation and down it. And they are bringing in their third-string quarterback this afternoon, and that being, well, let's see who, who that is. And it looks like Alec Thompson. Let's see what the number is. And Hogan is going to keep it around the right side, and he picks up two. 
Chris Johannigman. Johannigman into the ballgame, playing quarterback now. But Hogan takes it around the right side, picks up five, second and five. Stayed inbound, so the clock continues to run. Ball at the 35-yard line. Johannigman, the third quarterback that Rose Holman has used here today. They're going to win on homecoming. Their 125th anniversary of football here at the Institute of Technology. Johannigman, handoff to Hogan. Hogan right up the middle. Gain of three yards on the carry before he's brought down at the 38-yard line. Brings up third and two. And I don't think they're even going to have to run another play, and they're not. They were not even going to have to run another play, and that should do it as Jerry Sokol wants to cross midfield. The players are shaking hands. That's going to do it here this afternoon. Your final score here today in Terre Haute, Indiana. It's the Rose Holman Engineers 35, the Mount St. Joseph Lions 10. We'll be back to wrap things up right after this timeout. 